93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, August 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police officers came under fire late Wednesday night while on a narcotics investigation in North Philadelphia. The two plainclothes police officers said they witnessed the beginning of a drug deal while parked near the intersection of Oakdale and Warnock Streets just before midnight. The officers said they believed at least three shots were fired at them while they were sitting in an unmarked car. According to officials, the officers spotted the uh, suspected gunman go inside a home near the intersection. Police called for the SWAT team and negotiators who quickly arrived on the scene. Uh, after some time, four men and one woman came out of the home and were taken into custody. It's not clear if any of those people were the suspected gunman. SWAT officers did not find any weapons inside the home. Chief Inspector Scott Small said that there was time to hide any weapons and that Central Detectives is going, they're going to search the property with a search warrant. The two plainclothes officers were not injured in the incident. An investigation is underway in the Bustleton section of the city as well after police found a large cache of weaponry inside a home on Wednesday night. According to investigators, officers encountered a 72-year-old man whom relatives expressed concern that he may be depressed or suicidal. The man was taken to the hospital for evaluation. Relatives said the man used to be a gun dealer. Police said family members gave them the authorization to enter the home and upon entering they found more than 50 guns, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, 10 hand grenades, a pipe bomb, and liquid mercury. The grenades are believed to be inactive. Investigators are running serial numbers on the weapons to make sure that none are stolen or have been used in any crimes. The homeowner was taken to the hospital for a mental evaluation and there's no word on any arrests at this time. Forecasters are warning that Hurricane Dorian is gaining strength and will probably grow into a dangerous storm as it uh, heads towards the northern Bahamas and Florida's east coast. The storm did limited damage to Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. The U.S. National Hurricane Center says that Dorian is expected to strengthen into a Category 3 hurricane. The forecast calls for the storm to pass near or over the northern Bahamas on Saturday and then close in on Florida uh, by Sunday afternoon. In sports this morning... Reese Hoskins doubled, tripled, and drove in a run as the Phillies got 17 hits in a 12-3 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates last night at the ball. Hoskins, who has been struggling at the plate this month and entered in a 2-for-20 slide, <clears throat> said he swung at 80% in effort to attempt to control the barrel of his bat better. Every position, every position player who started for the Phillies finished with at least one hit and RBI. JT Real Muto had three hits and a home run. Cesar Hernandez added three hits and three RBI. And Corey Dickerson also went deep. The Phillies remain two games behind the Chicago Cubs for the second National League wild card. They're off today before opening up a Labor Day weekend series at home against the New York Mets. And the Eagles will have their final preseason game against the New York Jets in the Meadowlands. Kickoff is set for 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks so much, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Thursday, President Steve Radio Show. And uh, kind of like Friday for us, we got to give away our Word of the Week prize today because we're taking a long weekend. Hopefully you have uh, the same opportunity as well. Like, at least hopefully you have Monday off. Yes. As a, uh, as a holiday. But uh, nonetheless, we will give away. Our Word of the Week prize today, so listen up for that. Some exciting things uh, starting to take place 
uh, with the radio station. Tomorrow begins a back to school A to Z. Very excited. Yeah, 5 p.m. is when that starts. There's a lot going on tomorrow. Jackson's doing his uh, backyard broadcast uh, tonight at midnight. Uh, the new Tool record is going to be played in its entirety. 88 minutes of Tool. Seven songs. Yeah. 88 minutes. And uh, so there's a lot of really cool things that are taking place. And we had, uh, we had a, uh, a meeting yesterday, a staff meeting, and it was all about uh, the back to school A to Z and <laughs> even more songs this time around. Uh, the the library. I saw you smiling. Yeah, the library has expanded, and some really cool moments are going to happen. Uh, so maybe we can highlight some of that stuff a little bit later on today. So we're getting prepped for that. Guest wise on the program, we have uh, Chef Brian Duffy. Local fella, he's been here before, and his opening night is the name of his show, and it premieres on Food Network on Saturday. Ah. So we will talk to uh, Brian about what that is all about later on He's today. a good dude. He is a good dude. Didn't he have the uh, the sandwich, uh, sandwich of the year or something? He was awarded on the Today Show years ago. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's, oh, he's got re- many accolades. I think he did, right? I kind of remember that. It was a burger. A burger, yeah, yeah. Yep, I remember him bringing a really... Tasty burger by the morning. Uh, but it's a tasty burger. We will talk to Brian a little bit later on uh, today. So, uh, other than that, anything we have to give away, we will give away. I think we'll do, a, we might do a contest or rumors of a contest later on today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we'll we have some that. prizes added to our, our cachet of, of prizes for the week. So, yeah, maybe we can do a little blowout. Beautiful. All right, so uh, we'll get to all this stuff in due time. We'll share our Thursday morning together. We'll make it as pleasant as possible. We'll take a quick break. Why is this uh, happening? Who is that? Uh, what do you what? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> where's that f- sound coming and from? Where's that sound coming? There's nothing on here. I don't think what I could. F- I don't think I could yell that way. No, again. not without actually being pissed off. Well, also it's the same thing with Nick's scream. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a moment in time, and and, mm-hmm. and the plate reverb when you're uh, uh, just listen to that room. Where's that? F- Sound coming from? It's honest. It's raw. It's that was real. this room. Yeah, that was right in here. I was sitting. I was. I was right over here. Where's that <laughs> sound coming from? Where's that effing sound coming from? Close. You did it. Where's that sound coming from? There's nothing on here. There's nothing on here. There's nothing on here. There's nothing on here. There is nothing on here. What the. F- Thank you. That's pretty good, man. Is that pretty close? Yeah, that should be your show. An evening with Preston. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You're Where not going to have a voice today, bro. <laughs> yeah, I should, it's a little early to be yelling <laughs> yeah. like that, but okay, maybe I could redo it. <laughs> yeah, right, just maybe. do the entire show like that. I could. All right. What the f- is that? <laughs> I, I fixed my mistake. You can... <laughs> Thank you. That was all to kill time while yeah, Casey yeah, fixed yeah. his mistake. <laughs> so, what the f- is this? So... <laughs> So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Full sex or yummy. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll come back in a moment and uh, we'll Full get sex or yummy. We'll get to the entertainment report. Stay with us, please. There might be more yelling this morning. We'll have to wait and find out. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity on Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So we're going to do a stupid question this morning. Give away a pair of tickets for Game of Thrones live concert experience, which is September 12th at The Man. So the question I have for you this morning, in which 1994 movie was Brad Pitt's character killed by a grizzly bear? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. I never saw this movie. Uh, in which 1994 movie was Brad Pitt's character killed by a grizzly bear? Hope that's uh, not a spoiler for you. <laughs> uh, it's 1994. If you haven't seen it by this time, come on. 215-263-WMMR is the number, so go ahead and call right now, and I will mention a few birthdays while we're waiting for those calls to come in. Today is Thursday, August 29th. Uh, I never watched Glee, but I've seen many pictures of Leah Michelle, and it's her birthday today. And, yeah, you uh, would not, which you would call a Gleek, right? Is that I was, they... Yeah, I was not a Gleek. Uh, she's 33, but a fan of her, she's, uh, I mean, just visually, she's a beautiful woman. She was... Making a run at a singing career there for a little while, I think. And she was doing she? okay. She still yeah. does like like Broadway stuff, but okay. she did a shot with the uh, two other cast members. It was Kelly, um, her, her her flame, her, her uh, you know who who we had in the show. Uh, here. Corey, Corey uh, Monteith, yep. yeah, and yeah. passed away from a, from a drug overdose. And that was uh, them as high school students. Super hot. Yeah, yeah. So she's thirty three today. I wonder how old she was while she was doing Glee, and she was still in high school on Glee. She was probably just 26 or something like that. Uh, Rebecca D. Mornay. Yeah. D. Mornay. Uh, D. Mornay. Oh. History Got of the, the money. Got the money. Got the money. D. Mornay. Rebecca D. Mornay is uh, 60 years old today. Wow. Risky business. I remember the first time I saw her, and that I was like, "Wow!" It was her and Tom Cruise. Yeah, they, 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 they both blew the critics away, and and uh, yep. that movie had a really cool sensibility to it. And uh, she's she's done some great stuff. You know where she has a uh, just a bit role in is the very beginning of Wedding Crashers. It was her, her and Dwight Yoakam. Her and Dwight Yoakam are the couple getting a divorce. It's funny and the dynamic between those two. I, yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, but it was funny seeing her in just that tiny little role. And the hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, she's sixty today. I didn't realize, and Nick pulled up her IMDb that she's. In Jessica Jones, she's the the star's mother. Yes, you oh, realize she's that. so she's so she's good. Great, Preston. Okay. The Jessica Jones, uh, the three ep- the three series for Netflix. I know, I, I've stopped telling people they need to watch stuff, but if you get a chance, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I, I may be looking for something down the road. Yeah, the we'll superhero see. stuff that they did is phenomenal. Uh, we also have Elliot Gould celebrating a birthday today. And uh, he's had a long, long career. He's 81 years old. Today. I like Elliot Gould in a couple of things. He's, he's in a... MASH, right? The he's in MASH, yeah. And uh, he's Trapper in... in MASH. Capricorn 1, remember that? The uh, Where they faked the moon landing? I remember it. I don't remember seeing it, but yeah, yeah I remember yeah. what it was about and everything. And, uh, and the Oceans movies. Yeah, he's great in the Oceans yeah. movies. American History X can, can really pull off drama and comedy well. Yeah, that's an intense, yeah. intense scene. Yeah, he's 81 today. Uh, William Friedkin, The Exorcist, Steve, yeah. One of my all-time favorite directors. Yeah, French Connection as well. And a movie called The Saucer, which is a a remake of a movie called The Wages of Sin about these guys driving a shipment of nitroglycerin through a mountain road system. Okay. And it's un-freaking-real. No kidding. Uh, He's 84 today. Uh, Another uh, director, Joel Schumacher. Yes. He brought us the Lost Boys. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, The Client and Phone Booth and uh, a couple of the Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I I uh, dug Batman Forever because we finally got to see Batman do a lot of ass-kicking. It's uneven, but Batman and Robin stinks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 80 years old that, today. The, the, uh, my favorite line in that movie when he goes, 
A uh, holy rusted metal Batman. <laughs> what? Here, right here. Holy rusted. It's rusted metal. It's got holes all in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so a big birthday for him. Eighty today. Real quick though, Preston. I just I was trying to find yes. this for him. I can only play this a couple of times a year. Okay, you know from Lost Boys. Yes. Too good not to yes. play, really. You sounded decidedly Archie Bunker there for a second, but we did do it. Okay. All right, with the Lost Boys. Already moved and on. The no, but I'm glad you did fit that in because that is a uh, that's another interesting time in uh, in fashion and movies. What's with the oiled up guy playing the saxophone? And if you go back and look at the hair and the earrings oh and my the, God. the clothes they're wearing in that, it's uh, it's interesting. And that, we assume at some point will come back again, right? Yeah. All this sort yeah. of stuff. Listen, Everything they said that would never come hey, back comes back. I saw, You remember we were, we were talking about the step mullet the other day. Well, I saw another article that just says flat out the mullet. The mullet's back. Is, is coming back with a vengeance. Wow. And things like Stranger Things are partially to blame for that. <laughs> uh, just a, you know, just a, um, a look back a, a, at uh, at the 80s yeah. and started to uh, turn people to that fashion point. Well, if the mullet's coming back, the uh, the hairstyles and the Lost Boys are not too far away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the you know big mullet. Some of the clothing uh, this season, too, is going like leather chains, like that 80s kind of feel. Dude, parachute pants make a comeback. <laughs> we will officially be there. Uh, so last birthday on the list is uh, a woman that we all really fell in love with while she was here, Carla Gugino. Yes. Uh, she is awesome, and uh, she's 48 years old today. Kathy's co-star, right? Yes, yeah. that's right. My Mighty co-star. Max. Mm-hmm. Mighty Max, that was it, yes. Yeah, I, I don't think I told you guys this, but uh, I told Kathy. Uh, they, they showed the Mighty Max at my son's school, and he was just watching you know, with his classmates, and he saw Kathy on the really? screen, and he's like, <laughs> I know her. <laughs> you know what? I, I need to. I should see that. It's just, a cute movie. Just to see you in it, Kath. What, yeah. did, what did you? Don't blink. What was your role? <laughs> I was. You were a, a hooker. No, I was a flight attendant. Oh, right? really? Wasn't I? Yeah, you sure. Were, a flight attendant. Well, no, no, no. You worked, you worked at the at gate. The, yeah, the ticket agent. Or like, That's yeah, not the a flight gate. Uh, yeah, you're you're a ticket agent. Yeah, but I mean, okay, fine. Not a flight attendant. Okay, but I was I was dressed in the uh, in the flight attendant outfit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So she's Carla Gugino's got his show where she sort of plays a a femme fatale. Yeah. Assassin now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and she's been in great stuff like uh, The Watchmen, Sin City. I mean, that was just on yesterday, and I came in right at her scene where she is just wearing her underwear, and that's it. She and, is so good in The Watchmen. Oh, man. Her character. Uh, and Spectre, yeah. Yeah, and, and as, as this older woman trying to justify... And your, your heart goes out to her. She's really good. Yeah. I am really interested on the Watchmen series when it comes out on HBO. Yeah. I hope, I hope, hope, hope it's good because you and I, Steve, we love the Watchmen. And it kind of got brushed off by a lot of people. No, I hold the it gra- in the top. The graphic novel is fantastic. The movie is excellent. And I'm hoping that this series will uh, kind of uh, reinvigorate it a little bit. Uh, but she was in Wayward Pines, too. Uh, Is there nothing she can't do? It's been a lot of stuff. She's 48 years old today. Carla Gugino, happy birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to our question this morning. Uh, in which 1994 movie was Brad Pitt's character killed by a grizzly bear? 215263. Oh, my God, you're Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> so handsome. The, the bear is so starstruck. <laughs> Your hair looks fantastic. Gets a selfie before yeah. eating, eating him. I'll go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Patrick, what movie are we talking about? Uh, Legends of the Fall. Yes. Yep. Hang on, buddy. 
Patrick, for you. We have a pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience, September 12th with the man, and music by uh, Raymond Jawadi, and tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Was that a good movie? Legends of the it Fall. is good. It's with okay. the Anthony Hopkins, and uh, yeah, it's solid. Okay, cool. Uh, let's get into some entertainment news. We'll start with John Stamos. John Stamos? Yes. He seems just as surprised as everyone else about his Fuller House co-star Lori Laughlin's involvement in a college admissions scandal. And it sounds Good housekeeping. like he, he doubts the merits of the case. Velociraptor. Uh, <laughs> he tells GQ, I want to wait until the trial happens, if it does, or whatever the result is, and then talk about it. John Stamos. Uh, however, John Stamos did say, John uh, Stamos. I'll tell you one thing that has uh, been strange is, honestly, I can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense. Uh, I talked to her the morning that everything hit, and I still just can't process it. Velociraptor. Uh, he had to... <laughs> It's weird that he was talking to GQ and not... Um... Good housekeeping. Good housekeeping. Uh, you're right. Good yeah. housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> they both have G's in their titles. They do. Maybe they're not confused. Know. Actually, yeah. So what he said, whatever happened, I'm pretty sure that the punishment is not equal to the crime if there was a crime. Good so, housekeeping. Yep, exactly. Uh, the thing is, he has admitted it. He has always had a major crush on Lori Laughlin. He yeah. considers her the one that got away. Yeah. yeah. And why wouldn't you, man? Uh, model and actress Lauren Hutton is sharing her own Me Too moment with Harvey Weinstein. It didn't really go anywhere physical, but it was just weird. So I thought she would have predated him. As the disgraced movie mogul faces criminal charges of sexual assault and rape, the stories of sometimes horrific and other times just gross encounters with <sighs> him uh, continue to pour forth. So the He's seven, just gross in general. The 75-year-old Hutton tells people, you heard for ages, watch out for Harvey. You could spot across the street that he was swine. Uh, she recounts an incident from more than 10 years ago. She said, Harvey wanted to see me about some project. I asked if there was a script that they wanted me to look at, and there wasn't. So I'm waiting, and suddenly a side door opens, and there's Harvey in a dirty white bathrobe. Dirty? Oh, the bathrobe thing. Oh, that all... So she said he... Do you want to eat some ribs? He's, he looked... He looked... <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that's a turn-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he looked out and then shut the door, and I think it occurred to me that he would actually hit on me. It was too far out, first of all, and first of all, I could take him, uh, and I'd whack him, she said. I have no doubt. Uh, maybe he understood that when he took a look. He looked out, sort of stunned, and it was so bizarre, excuse me, bizarre, and then it was over. I never saw him again. The bathrobe was enough for me. So basically, she saw him in his bathrobe, but... She said it kind of looked like he was going to make a move or whatever. But uh, she has long been celebrated, uh, Lauren Hutton, for speaking out. In 1973, she was the first model to demand a cosmetics contract from Revlon, in her case. And after succeeding, she changed the industry forever. She was the first, huh? Yeah. I remember those cosmetics ads. I do, too. She yeah. also had the uh, the gap in the teeth, and that was part of the deal. I, I like the, the imperfection. Flaunt the imperfection, as they What's say. What's weird about that whole thing is, is she said... We all knew about Harvey. You know, there was, Harvey always came with a warning. So, like, you know, so this stuff was not a surprise to a lot, to a of, lot of people, people. Yes. men and women alike. Yes. So, so, you know, everybody is sort of um, complicit a, a little bit, right? And and the idea of, like, 
The casting couch is not new. Casting couch has been around forever. And However, it's like it's like a punchline uh, in a joke for the longest time. And, I know. Yeah. However, well, I, it's the difference between what is like there. There was the chase around the couch thing. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the uh, I'm forcing myself on you. He carried it to an exponentially worse oh, level sure, of grotesque. Sure. The case that, that there there's it's. It's interesting because after a while, the behavior at at some point hits a um, it hits a threshold. Yeah, where people are just like, you know what? No, it's no weird more. how far this no threshold more. went. This, we're yeah. not doing well, you this remember? Anymore. Yeah, you yeah. remember the, the 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 producer in The Godfather is depicted? I forget who exactly. Maybe he was supposed to be Jack Warner. Uh, Wolfsheim? Right? Was that his name? What's his name in the? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking right. about. Right. So so and there's that extended scene where where Tom Hagen is leaving and that starlet who's like. 15 years old, right. and the movie is up at the, st- at the top of the stairs, and the mother's saying, basically, y- to get, y- you want this movie career to keep going, you gotta, you gotta keep pumping the old dude. Yep. And yep. his his power outweighed theirs for the longest time. I mean, he he governed by fear, and he was able to blacklist people and, and do what he did successfully, even though it was evil and despicable, but his, he, they didn't, the rise up against him didn't take place until there were enough people to overpower Harvey Weinstein yeah. for what he was. To that point, Nick, look at Mira Savino. She had she, exactly. she had every belief that he kept her out of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then Peter Jackson later confirmed it. Yeah. 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 All right, well, moving on. Um, you guys watch Shark Tank from time to time? Yes. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, the yeah. bald guy. Uh, he, you know, he's a Canadian businessman. Uh, he had spoken about his involvement in a weekend boat collision that killed two people oh my God. and injured three. Yeah, I just saw this this morning. Uh, O'Leary was a passenger in a boat operated by his wife, Linda O'Leary, on Ontario's Lake Joseph late Saturday when it collided with another boat that, according to him, didn't have its lights on. Um, oh, so this is at night? Yeah. Linda Ooh. passed a DUI test that night. Uh, and he had said in a statement, uh, on late Saturday night, I was a passenger in a boat that was involved in a tragic collision with another watercraft that had no navigation lights on and then fled the scene, he says. The, the craft hit, fled the scene. Yeah, he says, uh. I am fully cooperating with law enforcement in their investigation. Out of respect for the victim's families and to fully support the ongoing investigation, I feel it's inappropriate to make further comments at this time. Wow. Uh, so a guy named Gary Poltash of Florida uh, died at the scene of the crash, and a woman named Suzanne Brito uh, succumbed to critical injuries at the hospital. Three other people aboard the boats were treated at the hospital for injuries and released. Uh, police said, now, I don't know who was on what boat, uh, and yeah. it's the, it's a little murky still. Right no, it now. is. Yeah, the, the What I heard was sore, you know, just, just basic information. But um, Did you we, say we, alcohol was involved? I'm sorry. No, no. They okay. tested her. We got pulled over for not having the proper lights on a boat once. Um, they take it pretty seriously. Oh, it's in, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, yeah. we. Um, I guess what, you have to have a, a red and a blue light. Yes. And uh, one of those was out. So, like, the red was on, say, and, and the blue was out, and they pulled us over for it. red and green. But, or red and green. Yeah. Okay, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Coast Guard, yeah, because yeah, you can tell, like, uh, you know, starboard or port has right. a particular color, and so you can tell which way the boat's going by what color you see. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they it and and rightfully so because it's at uh, on the water us, at night you too. can't see anything. We used there. to do it all the time. My, both my parents were in the Coast Guard Auxiliary for a while. You know, so sort of a, a, a civilians can you know. Uh, Learn uh, their their stuff and become part of that, and go out going on patrols and things of that nature. Uh, and when you're out at night on a boat, the sound uh-huh. you know, in the dark plays tricks with you like yeah. crazy because sound carries, as we know, in, mm-hmm. 
incredibly far over water. Yeah. And it can be awesome and wonderful and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, police didn't address the O'Leary's claims that the other boat involved in the crash was operating without lights and fled after the collision. So that hasn't been um, uh, addressed by the cops. So uh, TMZ quoted an unnamed source, though, connected to the owner of that other boat as saying that it was O'Leary's boat that was operating without lights. So I don't know. Who knows? Uh, the police department said that uh, no one has been charged, but it continues to investigate the fatal collision. So that's really unfortunate. Another unfortunate one. This is really sad. Car speed racer Jesse Combs, and also was uh, a host on MythBusters. I, I remember her on MythBusters. Uh, yeah, she uh, died in a crash in Oregon's Alvor Desert while trying to break a speed record. Um, this was yesterday. Uh, the 39-year-old Combs uh, died. I'm sorry, she died on Tuesday, a day earlier, while racing in a dry lake bed in the desert. Uh, she was trying to break the women's land speed record of 512 miles per hour. Her own speed record, right? No, set in 1976 by Kitty O'Neill. Huh. Uh, in an Instagram post Sunday about her hopes of breaking the record, Combs wrote, People say I'm crazy. I say thank you. Uh, she had appeared on or guest hosted several TV shows uh, besides Mythbusters. But yeah, no. That's I'm fascinated terrible. with those with those vehicles, like the Blue Flame, and the you know the, there's been many documentaries on that, and they have tons of footage of them racing these things, especially like on the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you're basically sitting on a bomb that's just moving along at mm-hmm. incredible velocity. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, horrible news, and the and the host of uh, you know the other cast members are, are tweeting out there, you know how shocked they were. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you know, she lived the way she wanted to. It's, though it's what she did. You know, she was really pushing the uh, uh, pushing the envelope. So that's sad news. So some people need that to feel alive. Yeah, and she yeah. was one of them. All right, um, other unfortunate news, although not quite as grave as the last two stories, but former Love Island contestant <laughs> Theo Campbell. What happened? Says he's trying to keep a positive attitude after a champagne cork blinded him one eye during oh. a recent trip oh to Ibiza. God. Oh, no. That this happened. Like, too. permanently blinded him? Yeah. yeah. What the oh, fuck is this? Split his eyeball in half. Oh, my oh. God. Yep. Oh. Dude. Campbell, who appeared on Love Island in 2017 and... <laughs> Set to star on the next season of MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2. Wow, these are all great programs. Told fans about the incident on his social media pages and thanked his followers for their support. He wrote, I've lost all vision in my right eye as it got split in half. Jeez. Uh, he captioned it with a photo of himself wearing a bandage over his eye. If you ever watch America's uh, Funny Stone videos, the corks blowing up into people's faces is very common. Uh, Campbell's girlfriend, fellow Love Island alum Kaz Crossley, posted an Instagram story Wednesday explaining what happened. At one point during the trip, she said Campbell got champagne in his eye, took off his glasses, and at that moment, someone popped another champagne bottle under his face. Dude. And the cork went into his eye, splitting it and leaving a gash in the middle. Uh, Crossley, a makeup artist, called the injury a complete accident. She said it's not clear who popped the cork that injured her boyfriend since multiple people were opening champagne bottles at the time. Okay, your call, good or bad, and I gash. Good or bad? <laughs> it's okay. Okay, all right. Uh, in a separate Twitter update, the challenge contestant spoke about his stitches and expressed hope that he, would, uh, he wouldn't lose the eye altogether. He said, I currently have seven stitches in my eye, and then what, he wrote, gross. What's the prognosis? I uh, said the doctors say it's unlikely I'll see properly again. Wow. He said they done a good job saving it as they said I might lose my whole eye to begin with. 
but I'm hopeful and don't want to believe my eye is gone forever. Anything is possible, he says. So, mm. okay. He used to put his balls on my eyes. <laughs> he put his balls on his eyes. Wow. That? That's, you, you knew him, Kathy? <laughs> I told you about that guy in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild story. And, and kudos to you for the candor. Brave, Kathy. Brave. Talk about that. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag balls on my eyes. This guy, Theo. Uh, you remember Case? You're the one that found uh, that. I have no idea. <laughs> Could you say uh, it again? Uh, wait, hang on. You <laughs> must have known it existed because you went looking through Kathy's sounds. No, I didn't. It. I just uh, I typed in the keyword "I" and uh, okay. he used to put his balls on my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what? God, he used to I put his balls on my. I don't know what you would have been Unless to. I was actually talking about that and joking with you guys. Did you remember someone who put balls no, on their eyes? On sometimes eyes? I say things to make you laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So Meghan Markle and Prince Harry love a quiet pub lunch as much as the next couple. After a month or so of getting dragged in the press following back-to-back private jet trips around Europe, the royal pair were spotted out with their son Archie having a quick low-key lunch at Rosen Crown in Winkfield, Berkshire. Clear the pub and clear this town. Uh, Harry reportedly enjoyed a few pints of beer with his meal while Megan drank water and snuggled Archie. Uh, according to a source, they said uh, they were at a table with, I presume, a private secretary. Megan was cradling Archie most of the time. The little lad was as good as gold. I didn't, I didn't hear him cry once while they were there. He was drunk. Uh, no other customers recognized them, and the staff clearly knew who they were, but kept the service low-key. Uh, meanwhile, the pair are concluding their Forces for Change month on Instagram by shining a light on a cause close to their hearts. They highlighted the Blink Now Foundation, which aims to change the world by empowering kids in Nepal. On Wednesday, uh, they shared a video made by the kids. In it, the kids say uh, Namaskar, Megan and Harry. I'm not sure what Namaskar means. Maybe some kind of a greeting. It's the response to... (laughs) We're so thankful that you chose Blink Now as a force for change, and we appreciate your support. So. Well, there they go. They're they're off doing their their good things, going to pubs. I wonder how things are going in the town near uh, Frogmore. Yeah. Right? Uh, by the way, another royal news, the 22nd anniversary of Princess Diana's death in a car crash will be on August 31st, so coming up. An insider tells Us Weekly that Harry and Prince William uh, meet up every year to honor their mother and share memories of her over lunch at Kensington Palace. I have such a clear memory of that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, because I was in one of the cars. It, no, was, no, no. it was the same night as the, I think, the Miss America pageant was on, and uh, that we had been watching a... a, a I forgot what it was. It was a baseball game or something yeah. like that. And we had some friends over, and then we ended up, you know, hanging out and drinking. And then the story came up uh, that uh, she had died. We are like, wait a minute, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he said, uh, a source said, they talk about little things about Diana that made them laugh. Ski trips and outings to Thorpe Park. Uh, the effort she went to on their birthdays, all of it. And you know that, that it has been confirmed that Kevin Costner had been talking to her yeah. about a sequel to The Bodyguard in yeah. which she would pl- basically be a Whitney Houston type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Gabrielle Union loves her husband so much she donned a walking advertisement of him for the live shows of America's Got Talent on Tuesday. Uh, the 46-year-old judge wore a limited-release uh, RXCH gown featuring Dwayne Wade's schoolboy photo, and it retails at $290. She is obsessed with the bodycon pocket dress, 
uh, she shared on social media. Uh, Union posted a shot of herself, Wade, and their daughter, Cavia James, huh? who is nine months old. Uh, Union, perhaps uh, expecting some questions, took along a photo of her own school photo f- to compare it to Wade's. It's a, it's a, it's like a repeated print of his face. Oh, is this something on her that, dress? So, uh, are <laughs> they? Is she backing the company that does these kind of dresses, or, or is she hoping people purchase this exact dress? I don't know. Uh, Wade, I would get one of those with Michael Dukakis. Uh, Wade was uh, loving it too, <laughs> writing on Instagram story. He wrote all of me, literally, literally, uh, literally. That's what he wrote. She uh, still looks great, Gabrielle Union. There she does. So, uh, Pete Davidson, Saturday Night Live, is dating actress Margaret Qualley, U.S. Weekly reports. Uh, she Qualley? Uh, they've been seeing each other for a couple of months, and Margaret is really excited about the film, uh, Source tells Us Magazine, adding that they will make their red carpet debut at the Venice Film Festival. I looked her up. She's cute, uh, and she, I don't... She, she doesn't have any big roles. She's in the the recent uh, Quentin Tarantino film, but oh, I don't. I know her. Okay. I have no idea if that's a major character or not. She plays Charles Manson. No, uh, no, she's a pretty Pussycat? big character. Pussycat or something like that. Or I don't really remember what her name is. But uh, when you first see her in the movie, uh, she's just like a chick uh, sitting on the corner. And, yeah, and, uh, and you, she doesn't have any lines, but you know, you're like, okay, she's going to be something in this movie. You know what I mean? Okay. And then, as it turns out, she she is. Quali has a role in Seaberg, which uh, bows at the fest on Friday, so that's why they're going to be there. I think she's more, um, just on a basic level, more in his class. Agree. Uh, Kate, listen. Agree. God bless, but Kate Beckinsale, I never saw that going the long... No. no um, or Ariana Grande. Nope. She kind of looks like him a little bit, too. I agree. In the <laughs> that mouth. helps. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the mouth, yep. A uh, where do you want to go to dinner? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you did a face swap with them... I don't think you would find much of a difference. Did yeah. you see the deep fake of Jim Carrey on Allison Brie? No. Holy I saw the Jesus. Jack Nicholson one. So they put his... Uh, this deep fake stuff is chilling. Yeah. Because it, it's... You, you got him and Allison Brie's face? He put... It's Jim Carrey's face. I believe it's Allison Brie. Uh, you know, sitting there. Yeah, here we go. Uh, oh, my him. God. Oh, my God. We're watching it right now. That is outrageous. Oh, oh, wow. Right? Right? Dude. Oh, we got to put that on PrestonSteve.com. Wow. Oh, my God. Jim Carrey has a nice rack. He does. Oh, my God. But you would, there, if you, you would think that was just a... A, a transitioning yeah. yes. mail or something like that. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. They said that a way to to be able to tell the deep fakes is to watch the eyes, but those, his the eyes look natural. Eyes look yeah. Good. So... All right. Oh, Jesus. oh my god, that's, so that's funny. really bizarre. We have to post that online yeah. right now. You have to see this. Uh, just getting back to Margaret Qualley real quick. Her mom is Annie McDowell, the actress. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. And her father is a person I don't know named Paul Qualley. He's a, a okay. DJ Qualls. Uh, not DJ Qualls. No, but Annie uh, McDowell's her mom. All right. Uh, newly engaged lovebirds Sarah Hyland and Pete Wells aren't shy about PDAs in any and all forms. Their latest declaration of mutual affection came on an Instagram post in which the Modern Family star did the splits. I don't give a <laughs> f- Her fiancé uh, said, I think your hip is broken in the comment section. And she wrote, hmm, wonder why. Oh, because of hard sex, yes, right? Yes, because of very hard because sex. I He's banged blo- your hip off. He, blo- he broke her hip, so now she can... Do the splits. When I was taking you from behind, I slammed you so hard I broke your hip. Yes. You remember. And then she asked, was that too much? 
But thankfully, fans were here for the flirty exchange, and they enjoyed it. Do you know he is actually a former Bachelor contestant, I believe? He oh, was really? on The Bachelor in Paradise. There you go. Yep. Uh, and uh, he told E.T. that they're using vision boards and Pinterest boards to pull together the last details of the wedding. I share a very special relationship with Sarah Hyland because oh. one particular news site, like an aggregator, uh, site that I kept going to for some reason would always run this video of her with this Wells guy wearing a little some news entered ET or something or, or Access Hollywood did this thing about them attending a Halloween party and this video I could not get it to stop running every time I went to the site and so I no longer go to the site because I got tired oh, of kidding. seeing okay. her and Wells at the Halloween party. Wow, okay, people. Uh, well, how about this? Uh, Matthew McConaughey is now a professor of practice at the University of Texas at Austin's Moody College of Communication. All right, all right. I'm going to yep. teach you about practice. Uh, the uh, the 49-year-old actor will join the Department of Radio, Television, and Film, where he'll continue his work as the script-to-screen instructor uh, at Moody College. Very moody. I don't want to go to this college. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, two more things. Uh, fans are getting their first look at Sasha Baron Cohen, who is playing legendary Mossad agent Eli Cohen in Netflix's The Spy. Oh, I want to see this. The six-episode limited series drops September 6th, and in the trailer, viewers will see him struggling with his double identity, taking off the clothes. It doesn't work anymore. I can't put him away, apparently, he said. But he's playing this character pretty much as Borat. Oh, right? yeah. That's weird. <laughs> he likes to watch the ladies make water. Make a toilet. Make a toilet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's... Do we have that scene from this movie, Case? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, going undercover well, as a... Uh, yeah, they go to the capital yeah, city. Kazakhstan. And uh, <laughs> they watch uh, ladies while they make a toilet, apparently. <laughs> that's part of the surveillance, Preston. <laughs> Yeah, you got it? Yeah. Yeah. And on weekends, uh, travel to Capital City and watch the ladies while they make a toilet. <laughs> All right, one last story. Responding to a call for greater inclusion and diversity among its pool of approved critics, review aggregation site Rotten Tomatoes has added 600 new film commentators. Whoa. That's a lot, yeah. I wonder how that's going to skew the number ratings. The company also renewed $100,000 in grants for 2020 to help critics from underrepresented groups attend film festivals and events. Uh, it says here, Rotten Tomatoes is connecting audiences with authentic, trusted information from professional critics and fellow fans to help them discover entertainment and decide what to watch in theaters and at home. That's uh, according to the president of Fandango, Paul Yanover, Rotten Tomatoes' parent company. Uh, significant advancements are happening across Rotten Tomatoes from the team's work uh, to increase critic diversity in the tomato meter to expanding consumer confidence with the new verified audience score. Well, then, honestly, so they shouldn't just have Rotten Tomatoes. They should have inclusive tomatoes. Inclusive yeah. tomatoes. I think it was fine the way it was. I mean, the reality is they have 100 tomatoes, right, which is better than two thumbs or five stars. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, because there's it, – it's not always black and white. The, the, uh, well, and people use – and this is something that a lot of people in Hollywood are responding to, which is you use it sm- – 
listen, don't take it as Bible. There have been many movies that have been just ripped apart on Rotten Tomatoes that I, I ended up really liking. Right. Take it for what it's worth. That Brightburn movie, I don't know if you liked it or not. I liked it. It's, me too. Yeah. And like Rotten Tomatoes, uh, you know. Like a 52 or something? It was, or? It was a little bit higher yeah. than that. But like, you know, if you're only doing like thumbs up, thumbs down stuff, it's like, well, uh, thumbs down, I guess, you know, but like, you know, it's, it's I, would, a, I would prefer I a, a plantain system. Yeah, I don't follow what, what you're saying. I be, there's a lot more, um, you know, I'm not really good with words there, Preston. Um, <laughs> as a broadcaster, as please a let broadcaster. me be the first to tell you, I'm not good with communicating my ideas. Uh, I, I think it's, it's com- I think it's complicated. May I, think, I, may, I think here sure. what you're saying is when you have something like, like a thumbs up or a thumbs down or out of four stars or five stars, you have at least a one to 100 numerical rating, which gives a little bit more nuance. But it's... Nuance! I don't think they're going <laughs> to... That was the word. I don't think they're changing that. Yeah. No, no, I know. Okay. Uh, but I th- I don't think they need to change it, is what I'm saying. No, they're it's just adding more people to the pool. There's still going to be 100%. Sure. You know, there's not 100 Yeah. It's going to be 500%. It's 100% <laughs> of all those people that that uh, yeah. that enter the store. So It's now out of a million. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, that's what they're doing. And we will now do the clips. So Yay! let's go ahead and get to it right now. Why Women Kill tells the story of multiple generations of unconnected women who live in the same mansion and experience unfaithfulness from their husbands. We had uh, Adam Ferrara on the other day who's also on this show. But here Lucy Liu discusses the show's modern role. Here we go. I think it allows women to sort of get back into that, you know, sort of that soapy slash dramatic turn. I mean, there's a lot of content now that you can investigate and you can really enjoy. I mean, there's so much content. There's almost too much content. I think it sort of narrows it down a little bit. Uh, Why Women Kill is now streaming on CBS All Access. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Let's do the next clip. Following up to the runaway success of It... It Chapter 2 features Pennywise returning to torment the members of the Losers Club. And in this clip, director Andy Muschietti, Muschietti sorry, uh, details how he brought the book to life. Here we go. Well, I went into the project uh, basically staying true to my emotional experience having read the book when I was a kid. There wasn't a lot of, it, was, it, it wasn't too much of a complex creation for me. It was like basically sticking to the to the feelings that I had for the, for the story and for the characters. And of course, there was a more sophisticated creation visually. John Samos. Uh, it Chapter 2 releases in theaters on September 6th. We have an advanced screening of that, which is going to be next Wednesday. And uh, we'll have a chance. You want me to give away some now? Uh, no, I was just giving you the information. Okay, we'll, we'll do that in a little while. We'll give away some passes a little bit later. I might play a contest where we have your chance to win this. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, it opens on September 6th. But we'll have a screening on September 4th. And we will give away tickets for that. So get set. And that's all I got in the entertainment report for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Sun's coming up. Beautiful day today. We'll see what we can get into when we return. Stay there. Friday at 5 p.m. Kick off your Labor Day weekend with MMR's annual Back to School A to C. Our annual list of thousands of songs that run the gamut. A unique, deep, and no repeat A to C countdown. Ten days of oh cool, oh wow, and undoubtedly a few... 
Oh, no. All in alphabetical order. MMR's Back to School A to Z. Presented by Exton Nissan. 2018 Nissan Rogue SUV, just $18,990. And from 93.3 WMMR. Everything. And we mean everything that rocks. Hey, I forgot something that uh, late in the show yesterday, remember we had... Um, a guy had emailed in and asked for a song that Casey sang that we didn't even oh, yeah. remember, and we found it. Yes, and, and we played it. And um, we should take suggestions on what songs or ditties or whatever you want to call them that have been created by either us or, or listeners have sent in. Which is stupid to remember. And remind us of those, and maybe we can we can play a few of them. I don't know if we'll do that right now. Yeah, or, but, or but not, at least but... start the process. Yeah, yeah. I would like. Could to... you do our work for us? Yeah, please. It's, it's too much work. Honestly. No, but you may remember something. We've done, it's funny what people will um, regurgitate back to me when I meet them uh, about the show, and I'll go, really? We did that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hell, we do it at the end of the show. I don't remember what happened three hours ago yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Marissa comes in to talk to me every day about what uh, we want to play back. Uh, we do a, a playback every five five thirty every morning. What do you want to do tomorrow? I go, what do we talk about today? But somebody emailed me yesterday. I had I had forgotten about that song altogether. But uh, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, your name, your country name was Trip Nailin. Trip Nailin. That's yeah, right. I completely forgot about I remember that. that. Yep. Yeah. Can we figure out what the origin of that was? That country song that you did that we played yesterday? I think it was it was a uh, um, an assessment of a, the similarity of oh, some or, country songs and how easy they are to write or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. At least some some of them. Do we yeah. want to do like a, a Twitter poll or something like that? Four uh, songs to play back because that might give us a little bit of time and the ability uh, to prep some of them. I, I don't know. Well, not a poll, maybe, but or just let's make it. Let's make it yeah. facts. Yeah, facts in your request. Well, some people are already texting in and saying the uh, Preston Steve riding on a Segway. <laughs> I have that. Uh, Steve's uh, Pennsylvania song. There's a few of them coming back with that. So um, Casey's fly like an eagle. So there's a bunch. Uh, let us know, and maybe we can dive into that. I want to try something right now, though. Oh, I love this. So I have these um, pieces of scrap paper that uh, that sit in between Casey and I. And uh, many times during a, a, a full-on conversation, I will just think of something or somebody says something that sparks an idea. And I'll jot down a little note and then I move it over here to the left. And I have this huge stack of these things sitting here that I never really have gone back through. The conundrum is, Preston, is that so often we're talking about things that are so engaging and riveting that you don't want to introduce these yeah. topics at that point. No, no. But uh, <laughs> it's something like, hey, this might be good to talk about later on. Some of them are just promotional ideas, and uh, some of them are topic starters. Do you have enough to put? Are they on little piece of paper that you can put in and, and pull out of a out of a jug? Or nah, is... they're on kind of big pieces. But what I can do is I'm going to shuffle them up. And then oh. maybe I'll have, like, Kathy pick one out, and that's what we'll talk about. Let's do that. You want to try that? Uh, listen, we're living on the edge. Oh, we're, we're coming into a Labor Day weekend, and, and Labor Day is all about taking risks with the topics you talk about. Is that what Labor Day is all probably about? probably not. <laughs> is this going to have a theme song That's to what it? Labor Day is all about, <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> I think you have that wrong, Linus. <laughs> Uh, a theme song? Yeah, I mean, like you know, like the noticer and the junk drawer, and they all have. All right, theme I think songs. I have one. You ready? I, I don't yeah, know. I have one. Wait, These wait. are like a deck of cards. We could do the Gambler from uh, Kenny Rogers. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Is that Perry? That's Grip? Perry Grip did it himself. Yep. Perry Grip, yeah. who who was in the band Not a Surf and did the song Van Halen and also did a lot of Wawa jingles. Yep. He also did the uh, Who the wait, wait 
He really changed that, that a lot for our show. That yeah. could be the next Baby Shark. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it's that catchy. Presidency riding on a Segway. Presidency riding on a Segway. Presidency riding on a Segway. Bam, 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 bam. We you just know, need... It's like the do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, we just need like a kid's show now that we can where we're riding on Segways. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Or actual kids dressed like That's a big idea. Okay, so, Kathy... You got to do all right, yeah, okay, I guess it's the gambler. Right, there you go. It's the gambler. We don't yeah, know what we're right. getting into. We're taking a, we're taking a risk here. Don't so reach in and uh, grab a topic. First of all, if you two have never met, correct? Yeah, correct. <laughs> all right, and tell me what it says. Oh, man. What? Uh, so stupid. Uh, not supposed to poop in someone else's house. Didn't we already do that? No, we didn't do that. So I, I don't know where that sure. came from, but apparently, no, we were talking about something else. And somebody had said, well, you're not supposed to do that. And All right, put it back in the deck now, Preston. <laughs> and see, then see if I can find it. See if you can find it. I like that topic. Not, you're not supposed to poop at somebody else's house. Uh, so who believes that that's the case? I, I mean, I... Oh, Go sorry. ahead. No, no, no I, I think you of all know, should, yeah, should address sorry. this first. Uh, <laughs> I so don't please. think that it's... That you're not supposed to. I think it's more on the uh, pooping person's side, like... I would never do that. May, I would hold it until I got home. May I clarify parameters? We're talking about using their bathroom, correct? Yes, we are. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. That's good. No, we well, I don't know. I didn't was consider was. that, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Because that be wasn't rude. specified in the... Uh... If you dump on the hardwood floor. <laughs> what is this? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't get mad if somebody goes at my house, but I almost feel... Not feel bad for them, but I'm like, oh, that, you know, like... Yeah, I would never, you know, I can't wait to get over to Nick's house and take a crap. I'm <laughs> really looking forward to that. I would also try to avoid that yes. if possible. Yep. But if, you know, I wouldn't feel bad about doing it. If you got to go, you got to go. I'd be more embarrassed, not for me. Anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't feel bad. If you do have to go, I, I would, my thing is to... Uh, not sully their bathroom yeah, to not, yeah. I, I don't want to offend, as they say. <laughs> sure. And so I would look for every reason. If, listen, if you've just had uh, bean dip and black coffee, yeah. uh, then something <laughs> might happen. But then consider this. If you're hesitant to use someone's toilet uh, to, to go big potty, to yeah. take a dump, then you're you're only going to do it when it will Defile that, that is a bet. that you know is a I mean? true point. Now I think the people. Hopefully, you're visiting people that you enjoy visiting, and that you're you know that they would understand that. Yeah. I think then you you have to go to to a good length. Uh, you know, as they say, light a match, open a window, or do it. What's always wise, and by the way, people do this for your guests when they come over. Leave a can of air freshener or something there yeah, at the ready. Something that they have. You're right. You know what? We don't do that at my yeah, house. Yeah. That's a good idea. It I mean, does I'd, make a difference. We as a family would not necessarily be required to use that. Book, right. But out of a courtesy for our guests. I mean. And it might make them feel better. I, I think so. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Actually, matches work better. I just can't leave matches Would you, out. You're, well, saying, you're saying light the aerosol? No. I've never believed the whole match thing. Oh, it works. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the sulfur smell kills. The sulfur smell, okay. No, that's what's bur- coming the, out of your ass. The burnt yeah. sulfur smell that, that a match gives off will kill, absolutely, positively kill mm. the odor more than, you know, strawberries and cream air freshener. Well, here's, here's the deal. Really, it's just like strawberries, cream, and poop. Know, it, it, will, it will mask it. However, um, I, I'm fine with both. And I think some of these things are are actually designed to mitigate 
the stench of your rotting ass. I'll tell you what, the best you can find are the, like, orange super citrus things. Are they? Oh, my God. I've heard they're good. They, but we... they kill it flat out. Really? Yes. I've always felt like you can taste the sprays. And when it, when it's a match, it just sort of eliminates. Are you spraying it in their mouth? No. Like, they, like <laughs> the way that you smell it, it ends up, um, you end up tasting it a little bit. At least I do. No, I can see that. Um, but I wanted to bring up a, a friend of mine who, uh, looking back on this in high school, he probably had some t- type of bowel issues, right? But when he, he, he would sometimes show up at your house with his own roll of toilet paper because he felt like he needed to carry his his own toilet paper. Did around. he have a, did he have like Crohn's? I, or I something don't know or if it was yeah. IBS or Crohn's yeah. or whatever. But but he would when he would go to the bathroom when he would go big potties it would be uh, uh, at least an hour. And, wow! And so okay. he would have to prepare ahead of time, uh. and it was um, I, you know part of me felt sympathy for the guy. But another part of me and my and my all of our friends were like, "Oh my God, he's coming over!" And like, so you would have to prepare your own bathroom just in case he had an issue. I so when you go when you go to someone's house and you you know if if you've destroyed their bathroom, you try everything you can to to rectify the the oh, yeah. the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it always reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. It's a classic scene where yes. don't don't use that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> The worst case that that happened to me, and my sister and I were vacationing in Hawaii, and we went on a snorkeling trip, and so we're on a boat. I remember. Yeah, and and it was a pretty good-sized boat, but there was only like six other people on the boat with us, and I had to use use the head, which Mm -hmm. is what they call it. Nautical terms. Yeah, and so I go down there, and the way boat toilets are you have to like hand pump the water to get yeah. in they're, oh, they're small i had some have a foot pump full on uh, blow your ass out diarrhea right oh, oh my god so i i go and do my business and the toilet would not flush <laughs> and like oh, i said there's god. only like six people on the boat and i'm like okay i either you know ghost and leave it and or, by, or by, sink the boat. By, or set the boat on fire. Fire! By process of elimination, they were going to figure out who was the culprit. So I went to the first mate, and I told him, hey, Gilligan. We're all yeah. going to drown. We're all going to drown. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I did this. I go, I'm sorry. I can't. You're going to. And that dude had to go in there and oh. handle it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Could you have come out and blamed your sister? What the hell did you do yeah, in there? What did you do? <laughs> and then the other time, the other time that it was bad was uh, was at a party. I was in probably probably like a freshman in high school. Mm. I was over at uh, John Grunder's house, <laughs> and he was having a party. And I went into the bathroom, <laughs> and I did my business. And sure enough, like right out of along came Polly. I flushed the toilet. The water starts. <laughs> oh, dear God. I that time I did not fess up. I got the hell out yeah. of there. No, yeah. sorry. And I'm somebody else is going to find this, and it's not me. And I don't. There was no way because I was facing social suicide at that point. Nobody would hold that against yeah. you. Yeah. Nobody. I, I told you guys a story about a former coworker of ours yeah. who uh, she used to date somebody in in uh, Chicago, right? Okay. And what ended up happening was uh, she had to. She was in. His friend's apartment, they were going out for the night. There was a whole bunch of people in the apartment. And what happened was she used the bathroom, The just like you, Preston, at your friend's house. The toilet wouldn't flush. She was absolutely mortified. And her only uh, solution was to 
scoop everything out of the toilet. Oh my god! With her bare hands. Oh my god! Put it into the trash can. Oh my god! Cover it with trash a whole can. bunch of toilet paper <sighs> and gift wrap. And then gift wrap. You, you, oh at that point, dear. though, uh, you, would, you would this have was to a say, "Girl, a sweet." Girl that we all know. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Sometimes you got it. You'll do crazy things. You're redu- listen. You're reduced to some the the most primal functions of the body, and yeah. that's that's what it is. So all the etiquette and finishing school lessons in the world can't stop the fact that the toilet won't flush. Let me go to some uh, calls. I'm going to go to Phil. Hi, Phil. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, look, Ma. I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> she must be so proud. What's up, Phil? Hey, 7.30 in the morning, about 10 years ago, my wife and I were waiting for a delivery of furniture. Mm-hmm. The furniture delivery dude show up, and I go to the door. He's got a on the door. I open up the door. He's got to look at the stress on his face. I'm like, uh, can I do something, something going on? He goes, dude, can I use your bathroom? Oh. <laughs> oh. He came in and did his duty, and when he was all done, it was like, Lordy B, and then they had to they had to install the furniture. So for the next hour, he's inside the house. Like I just wanted. <laughs> well, listen, here's what, uh, did, did he? Did, is it him that you feel bad for, or did you, or were you appalled that this guy needed to use your bathroom? Uh, it's a little bit of both. You know, it's just one of those things where I didn't know this guy from Adam. He didn't know me, and just like you were just saying, you know, the primal need of having yeah. was just that that overruled everything, and it was like. We're not going to worry about being friends. I don't know you. Go do your thing. Just don't crack your pants, you know? Yeah, but I, so yeah. so so I can understand also if you can access a public bathroom somewhere before you go to someone's house. I mean, listen, if it's a phase six, it's a phase six. You got you to gotta do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, in that case, I don't know if you are... Uh, if I were a delivery man prone to things like that or, or whatever, I might bring a little air freshener with or something, something yeah. because it's just <laughs> it, back to the core point of this, which is you're at someone's house. You're over socially. Yeah. If you can, if you can delay it, you try to delay it until you get home. Yeah. Correct. I Absolutely. mean, you know, you're not going to you, you don't just drop trial all the time. So, you know, let, let's go to town. here. Also, like if you're there and let's say there's a little get together, I, I would have to if I had to use the bathroom in that fashion. I would have to go find one that wasn't like of common use in the basement, perhaps a secondary bathroom. Make you, my you, way upstairs. You don't go. To, yeah, you don't yeah. go to the the, the, yeah. the main, the main level bathroom right outside the dip. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. buddy had to use somebody's bathroom while they were trick or treating, and so it was somebody in the neighborhood. He didn't necessarily know the person. But I mean, I if you're totally trick or treating, you're within walking distance. No, go uh, home. They were far enough away. Where and he you went. have a bag you can crap in. <laughs> trick or treat. He wasn't. He wasn't close enough to his house. <laughs> Is this a trick? Or... <laughs> I totally forgot. Because the other part of it, it's kind of like with the other story, like, he's the nicest guy. You would never suspect that. This this would be like a story that I would tell about myself. But, you know, uh, this poor guy. How did he, it he... end up? Did he, did he destroy yeah. it or was it just a normal? Because if oh, he, no, he to Preston's it. point, if, he's, if you're at that point, mm-hmm. you're at a bad point. Yeah, yeah. usually yeah. is. Uh, by the way, Casey, in, in this stack of topics, I did have another thing. Do you see this? Yeah. Do you want to address that at all? Um, Do you remember what that is? No, you know what it is. It's, it it's, says Casey's pooping fear. And I don't remember. I wrote this down. Who knows when? That's your series of kids' books. <laughs> it's no, like the, goosebumps. The reality is is that, like, and I think everybody feels that there's just a certain vulnerability that you feel when 
you have to go to the bathroom. Sure. And, and especially when you're around people, especially if you're at somebody's house or if you're away from home or whatever. So. This is this is a we've, this is a primal fear. This mm-hmm. is why animals we talked about your dog will look at you when you are when you take your dog for a walk and your dog takes your dog is looking at you for visual cues yep. to see if you're responding to a predator that's that's in the area yeah so that's that's you are at your most vulnerable when you are doing that i understand that yeah but i have i have nightmares where that's insane I have to do this, and there are people around, and, and you know, Casey, so, so, Casey, uh, Michael, uh, Michael. But like, I'm, I'm doing it in front of an audience, and there's no other choice but to ah. do this. And I'm like, yeah, and <laughs> so that's my that might be. So it's like a recurring thing. dream that you have. Yeah, it's come up. No, with, yeah, 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 yeah. What okay. do you think that's predicated on? Maybe uh, poop my pants. I don't know. Yeah, drop and trow out by the loading dock. <laughs> out by the loading dock. Take a crap here. You are so incredibly open about so many aspects of your life that maybe it's a little bit of uh, regret about being that open. That like this fear actually lives with inside you. Hmm. Uh, but but on air and really in real life, like you are a very open. You're an open book, yeah. and you're not ashamed by any of it. But maybe the, a little bit of shame manifests itself in your dreams. I don't think so. May I bring up something that I think is tangential to this as well? Certainly. Uh, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but this is from your your pile of topics, which I really enjoy this concept, Preston. Um, Toilet design aggravates me. Now, we have have a toilet in my bathroom that lends itself... It is not... How do I do this? The point of impact between what you're getting rid of and the water... In other words, it, I liken it to ocean to ocean beach. You know, to to the. Uh, um, uh, is there too much distance to where yes. you get splashback? Yeah, well, you there is there is a lot of ground to cover before you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and, and I that creates I consider a unattractive, messy toilet situation uh-huh. without getting too graphic. And I think the toilet is poorly designed. Hmm. I don't need a gra- I don't need a gradual walk in. Uh, you know, I would like it I would like water to be encountered instantly. Okay. And it's just the way this toilet is designed and a lot of these toilets are designed yeah. I guess for to minimize water usage wow. ends up conversely creating I think an unpleasant toilet experience. What sucks about toilets if you're going to go to buy a new one, you can't sit there and try it out <laughs> first and see how right. it goes. No, so you kind of you're you're mm-hmm. at the mercy of uh, luck of the draw, right? What so, you bring home. So my wife, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, Casey, right. has on our main floor bathroom. She bought a nice cushy toilet seat. <laughs> okay, so it's squishy right. when yeah. you sit on it. It's comfy, yeah. cozy. It feels comfortable. Yeah, but the issue with it is when you put it up for men to uh, do our business standing up. It doesn't it's stay up. Yeah. It falls right it back down. Stay up. And I'm like, and I I I can't. It's logistically hard to sit there and hold it and do my business at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know what I started doing? I pee on it. I just yeah. do. I just pee. If, if I get a mess on it, I pee on it, and then I clean it up. Yep. And we're using extra toilet paper because of that. But I got tired of it, man. Yeah. Maybe, but but um, there there are specifics to toilet design that I think are uh, inherent. Like, I have my bidet now, which I love, yeah. which I bought on Amazon. But, Steve, I want to bring something up to you because we have a, a toilet down shore that Shore toilets. Shore toilets. No, <clears throat> be careful what you wish for because there we have a toilet that in your mind would be perfect because it's it's not like a there's not a whole giant 
pool of water to for things to drop into. So the problem that you have is stained porcelain. Now, well, not stained. You're porcelain. exactly stating my initial point. Yeah. It's not. It's not that I. Uh, it's that. It's there is the. Uh, it has it, it, exactly what you just said without right. repeating the issue. Right. That's my issue with my current toilet. It, you have to go a long distance before you hit water. Yeah. And, and that inherently creates issues. Who designs a toilet that way? You know, it's not like you need keepsakes or you need, you know, you need, it's, it's, it's yeah. just a poor design. I nah. don't like you it. don't approve. And I say if you're out there and your job is to design toilets, please consider that, especially for the people who are, who are inherently uh, conscientious about leaving a toilet or a bathroom clean when they're done with their bigness. You can also do what I found out uh, that they do on work sites called lily padding. So if you just throw <sighs> some toilet paper down right. first. Because yeah. unfortunately I had, Explain. The, I had the unfortunate accident of porta potty splashback, which like <laughs> still grosses me out to this day. Um, but uh, before you sit down on the pot, just you know, grab some toilet paper and... Makes a little cushion. It floats on the top of the floats water. Floats on the top of the water mm. and then... And it catches it. Boom. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. No, don't okay. mad at that. Yeah. All right, I like that. Lily padding. Yeah, that's, that's a, what they call it. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mike. Mike, you're on the line. Good morning. Hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. It's all good, buddy. What's up? Oh, so I have uh, two things. It was really quick um, about bringing your toilet paper uh, places. I usually bring my own toilet paper with me to work. Um, because I don't know if you guys have the same problem, but my toilet paper at work is like super paper thin, but it's also really sharp, like sandpaper, oh. and they re- they refuse to change it at all. No, then, then I I agree with that. If I were you, though, just to really have some fun, I would get a special letter case, like a leather case with your initials on it, like you know Minnesota Fat Springs is you know <laughs> <His own> pool <laughs> cue, yeah, yeah. with the, you know the tabs come up. <laughs> carry a little briefcase with me <laughs> right. and like and it, it's necessary because like you know, personally like i tend to get like hemorrhoids from now every now and then so it's good for me to bring that with me i know? no agreed I, I, they listen the, the paper uh can make or break the case yeah. Absolutely. Our, our paper Absolutely. T- is actually tends to be good. Yeah. Uh, you Thanks, know, Mike. When it's actually in the dispenser. It's yeah. decent. Yeah. Oh, but I brought Casey a uh, a nice uh, box full of uh, baby wipes. Oh, right. that was nice of you. Baby Happy. wipes, 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 wipes. Nope. Do, nope. do, 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 do. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I forget what I was going to say. Hey, are uh, they going to redo the bathrooms here? No. I think oh, they already so. did. If you remember, like, the bathrooms we have are... Actually, on the newer side. I think you were going to comment on missing toilet paper. Oh, dude, I had a problem that you had a couple of years ago yeah. when I walked in on you uh, with your pants at your ankles. Uh, <laughs> I walked in, and both stalls were out of toilet paper. And God bless these construction workers who are working so hard on our floor. And I'm looking down the hall at you, Mike, who's painting, but you guys are responsible for all of our toilet paper missing. How do you know that? Because we've never had this problem before. We've had this problem before. You just said a while ago you walked in on Preston. Yeah, and that's when we were under construction uh, that time. Okay. I'm just making that. (laughs) Just to support my argument. Uh, Um, See? You lie. Yeah, you lie. But but you look when you, like, at home, obviously, you look because it's... I used to, and I have stopped doing that, and I need to do that again because there will be a moment that I have the one time where I, I was out of toilet paper and I had to... (laughs) <laughs> I had to go out of the stall with my pants around my ankle, uh, looking for toilet paper around my ankles, and Casey came walking in. No! 
Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm, t- I'm taking a paper towel and wetting it in the sink. I'm like, <laughs> 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 of toilet paper! <laughs> You're so vulnerable. Do you know, I just, vulnerable. Thing, I just learned that just recently that the little tab on the side of the dispenser is for cutting the toilet the toilet paper as you pull it out. Do you know that? No. So there's a little lip like on the side of the of the thing and okay. as you pull it out if you pull it to the to the side it tears the toilet paper. I for did you. not know that. Yep. I will have to I uh, didn't realize that. I will have to the take things a look you at that. learn when you're yeah. sitting there defecating. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, interesting, but I, I just uh, I had that in my stack of stuff, and uh, yes, I, I thought somebody had said that you're not allowed. No one is allowed to poop at your house, but I don't you. think. They, no, I, I I think that's a little too arch. Or they find it disgusting if someone else does use your bathroom. All right, so. so suppose you have a friend over your house, and they end up taking a dump in your house. Will you in the bathroom? Yeah, of course, okay. in the bathroom, not in the pool or the hot tub. But would you would you jokingly shame them by any chance? No, 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 okay. no. Would you? I yes, don't know. I yes, might. Yes, he would. I might. <laughs> yes, he would. Maybe for your closest friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure. If it if was my, me my or buddy, Will. Yeah, my buddy Steve Lisick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd bust on him probably. Do we? Do we have time to dip into the the pile? I like this. The or, um, or do do we expend too much time? I, I mean, we thoroughly address this topic. Yeah, no, we don't really have time to dip yeah. into a new topic. Do you want to talk about the dream thing? Because I looked it up. Yeah. Okay, please. Are you correct? Uh, I have merit, or what I said has merit. Uh, to dream that you have a bowel movement uh, signifies that you are su- uh, successfully getting rid of your old habits, ways, and thinking patterns. It usually analogous to uh, to the release of strong emotions such as anger or hatred. Hmm. To dream that you have a bowel movement in the public place suggests that you are exp- expressing regret about something that you said. You may have spoken your mind a little too loudly. So, wow. well, then, Nick, that was kind of where you were at hmm. when you uh, assessed Maybe. it. So it must have been something that happened that day, though, Nick? Well, I think the problem with dream interpretation is that there's no timetable. You, right. Your subconscious can bring you back to high school or college, so it could be a regret that you've had. Yeah. Years ago. And then if you don't know what that is, yeah. then you don't know how to address that. Right. So You know, uh, there's a, somebody we work with, whenever they dream of poop, they will play the lottery number 393 or 933. They'll box it. And that is hits. that you? No, no, not no. me. No, it's Jamantas. Uh, <laughs> but it, it has hit more often than not. Really? So yeah. he believes the... That's the, the poop number, apparently. The, uh, the gods sorry. of fortune communicate through his ass? Say that again. So, uh, Jim Antez in our sales department, yeah. I, I believe, um, I believe Tim Graham does this as well. It's like if, if, you know, there, there ends up like, you know, being poop in their dream somehow or some way, <laughs> they will play the number. They'll box the number 933 for a week. Because of WMMR? No, no. It has, it's just so happens. Why, that, what, that, why, why that, that number? number? Why 933? Apparently that number is a prognosticated poop. Dream number. What? Now, what in now. the world are you talking about? Or what in the world are they talking about? I'm, yeah, I'm not putting it on up. you. Yeah, the, please don't put this on me. Why 933? What the f- is well, it? What the F is this? It's actually 393, but uh, either way. But okay. I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I want, listen, if, if either of them are here right now, if they could please explain what, I, what I, the, why yeah. there is that correlation between a dream about fecal matter yeah. and 393. Yeah, and we've talked about Jim Antez in the bathroom before, and I yeah, don't I know. know why. Yeah. Why? Because of his flushing why? pattern. White, white flush. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah. White, white flush. Uh, down, up, down, up, right, right, left. <laughs>
Okay. Wow. Well, everybody's got their thing, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I still have a stack of other potential topics that are just as... Leave it to Kathy to pick a poop one. I know. Yeah, I know. Awesome. She, she was a huge part of this conversation. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should take a break. Uh, we do... I think, I think we have time to do a contest this morning. We do have some uh, prizes to give away, so we may take a shot at that. And keep in mind, back to school agency, I want to keep mentioning that tomorrow. Yes. Five o'clock, that starts. Very exciting stuff. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us because Bizarre File Stories are on the way next. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I think it's apropos that we go to this phone call right at the start of the Bizarre File because uh, we just found out via Casey, who's uh, shared some information. I don't know if it, if he wanted it to be shared or not, but... Yeah. Uh, Jim Antez, one of our uh, sales managers here at uh, WMMR, has a quirky little thing that when he dreams about a bowel movement, Mm -hmm. he will play the lottery numbers 393. Yeah, and that is handed down... Uh, through, I believe, his family. I mean, uh, okay. He told a story about... The, the daughters right, of the American yeah. Revolution. All right, he's, on, he's on the phone. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good morning, fellas. Hey, you? hey, so, uh, okay, number one, this is weird. Um, <laughs> but number two, pardon the pun. Yeah. Uh, it tends to work for you, Casey was saying, this lottery choice thing when you dream of pooping? Okay, so here's the story real quick. All so right. my gra- my grandmother had a dream book. And in that dream book, whenever you dreamed of anything, you looked it up. Like Nick was saying earlier about, like, you know, you know, you know pooping right. outside or whatever. It would give you a meaning of of what the dream meant. And, and, and then after the explanation was a three-digit number. Well, the, we called it the S number in our family. All right, and, all right. And, so when you dreamed of poop or you stepped in poop or a seagull pooped on you, any encounter with poop, you played three three nine. You were close, Kate. Okay, all right. Three three nine. You played three three nine straight, and you played three three nine box for three days. <laughs> and I will tell you, my family has hit that number dozens of times. Oh, dozens. I I actually hit it about three times in my lifetime. Um, the funniest story of all was my father came, my mom and dad came up to visit me in New York City. We were walking on the Upper East Side. My dad stepped in poop. He looked up, and there was a lottery store. So he walks in. He plays it. He goes home. I get up the next morning. I'm getting ready for work, and I'm watching TV. And sure as heck, the number came out straight as an arrow, 339. My dad won like 800 bucks the New York State Lottery. Wow. That's effed up. All right. So, Jim, did you ever look into why those particular numbers were chosen by your grandmother? No, it wasn't my grandmother. It was this dream book. Every, every oh. dream it had a meaning. So, for example, the other, like, dreaming of teeth and losing teeth meant, like, extremely bad luck. I don't know what the number was for that, but, like, I remember having dreams of losing teeth, and I would panic, like, oh, my God, something bad's going to happen to me. So it was a correlation between dreams and, like, numerology? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I thought three, I thought my dream... I thought by dream book you meant that you know she kept like a log of her dreams and would write things down in that number. So this was a book somebody and some author wrote and put out there that these numbers correlate with these types of dreams somehow or another. 
Yeah, she was some. She was a crazy Italian lady. So she, had, <laughs> wow. she had her, you know, she had her crazy quirks. But crazy, I mean, apparently, statistically, it works. Is it has worked well for your family? Has anyone else adopted this, and have they had similar results? Oh, my entire family and Tim Graham and I are <laughs> Tim Graham and I do it a lot too. <laughs> so wait, uh, can you tell the story? Did, weren't weren't you on the way to the lottery store to play the three three nine number, and like you saw your cousin or something like that? Yes. Okay. So I, I, had, I had slept over Mario's house one night. You guys remember Mario? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I was walking home, and he only lived around the corner, and I, and, and I, stepped, in, I stepped in poop. <laughs> and I got, you got to be kidding me. So as I'm turning the corner, it was a Sunday, it was a Sunday morning. My uncle, who, who originated the number, he, came, he was coming out of the house, and I said his name was Perk. I said, Uncle Perk, where are you going? He said, I'm going up to play the lottery. I go, oh, my God, play 339 for me. I said, I just stepped in poop. So later that night, we're watching TV, and my dad was my dad was making fun of me and my uncle. And we're sitting there and we're we're going crazy, and three, three nine comes out straight as an arrow that night. He and I are jumping around the house. I won like five hundred bucks that night. <laughs> it's that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, it's okay. It's crazy. Do you, you know, do, do you know the the title of this book? No, Steve. Steve, I, that book was so chewed up and ripped up. It was, I, I don't even know. It, I don't even think it had a cover on it at one point. <laughs> I remember it was a drawer that sat in my grandmother's house, and I always like will kind of look through it. Right. But I don't, I don't know where that book ever disappeared to. That's wild. That's okay. that, Yeah. Uh, uh, so if you dream of it, if, if, if Siegel. <laughs> nope, we lost uh, him. Yeah, if Siegel, yeah. All right, well. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. At least that sheds a little bit light on it. I, I didn't know why those numbers, but it came out of some book, some sort of fortune-telling book. Yeah, we were originally told it was 933, and I'm like, is it the, the station? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And, but no, it's it's the reverse. Okay. All right. Well, now we know. Yes. Hi, quick way to make money. Now we Walk know. Walk around, step in poop, and yep. play those numbers. Yeah, what if you do it on purpose? I don't think it'll work. Can't right? happen, Yeah, right? it has to be yeah. by happenstance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's Bizarre File time, so let us go. No. <laughs> MMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's see what stories I have for you today. We're going to start with this one. A Queen fan was left starstruck after spotting Freddie Mercury in his pork chop. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) Derek Sims. He said he would try to communicate with us. Had uh, popped his cut of meat into a pan only to find the rock legend suddenly appear as it was cooked. The dad of two had been cooking dinner for he and his wife, Donna, as a uh, treat at their home in Blackpool, England. In awe of his dinner resembling the late superstar who passed away in 1991, Derek took some pictures of it before eating it. You know, Uh, that's the song. We will, we will pork chop. Uh, Derek said, I've never seen anything like it. I've cooked a lot of things and lived a lot of years, but I've never seen my food resemble a celebrity before. Before I served up, uh, I called away. I Pork chop sandwiches. I called over my wife, and she clocked it straight away. He said, "You idiot." Uh, <laughs> That's Lemmy. <laughs> we looked at it for a minute or two, but we were both so hungry, we ended up eating it. Oh, know- wait! What a great way to pay tribute. He said, "I know it's a bit silly, but I've shown people, and they say it's a dead ringer for Freddie. I'm a big fan. I never saw him live, but I would love to have, or never, never saw him live, never saw him live." <laughs> so, uh, this publication wrote a couple of other classics, Steve, along those lines that might be "We Are the Hampians." Yes. Don't chop me now. 
and Bohem- Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Those are pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Bohemian is better. Yeah. Bohemian. Bohemian. I agree. That's better. Dumbasses. A good Samaritan has saved the life of a man leaning dangerously over the side of a platform to vomit by pulling him out of the path of an oncoming train. Whoa. Kieran Foley was waiting at uh, Peter Sham Station in Sydney, Australia. When he heard the sound of a train slamming on its brakes in an attempt to avoid a collision, a man puking onto the tracks was completely unaware of the train as he had his headphones on and was unable to hear the screeching of the brakes. Uh, According to the man, Mr. Foley said, I bounded over to him. I remember not waiting to run because I didn't want to knock him in front of the train, and I just remember grabbing him by the shoulders and pulling him back. I'm just grateful I was in the right place at the right time. After the disoriented man was rescued by a matter of inches, he stumbled around before becoming sick once more, so puked again. He then bent over the other side of the tracks and continued to vomit. <laughs> Mr. Foley was uh, had uh, walked the man and urged him away from the tracks before telling him to sit down and rest so that he could get home safely. The hero said it was lucky that he was not wearing his noise-proof headphones at the time of the incident or he would not have been able to have heard the train. Uh, it's a home burglary that left Trish Woodard scratching her head on Tuesday morning. Daytona Beach police said Woodard's surveillance camera captured a man casing her car and property around 9.45 a.m. while Woodard was inside feeding her granddaughter. She said, there's this guy standing up by the tailgate of my car looking in, and he has my coffee cup off the patio, and he's drinking my coffee. It was just bizarre. It was just weird. It got weird. So Woodard walked outside and confronted the man who she said was standing by her fence in the backyard. He says to me, I'm just cutting through because I've been running red lights all morning. <laughs> and I said, get out of here. Get. The cops are on their way. Get out of here. Get. And he said, thank you, and jumped the fence, and that was the last I've seen of him. Now, the suspect walked off with a blue bag in hand, but Woodard said that he only swiped that he only swiped her uh, coffee mug from the porch. It was an $8 mug that Woodard said is worth so much more. She said, we actually purchased it from the cracked egg on the morning my husband asked me to marry him. Aww. Police arrived and uh, tried to catch the man who jumped from yard to yard, eventually running from a boat where he was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Florida. <laughs> Officers released Woodard's surveillance video hoping to identify the man. They have not found him. As Get! Of you. Get! Yeah! G-I-T. Get! Yep. Florida man! Florida man! How about this? British doctors have pulled off an incredible feat after a man came to the hospital with a freakish hand injury. Carpenter Anthony uh, Lilliet was cutting floorboards with an electric saw when the injury happened, effectively cutting his hand in two places. Surgeons were tasked with trying to piece his left hand back together. However, because the 46-year-old suffered a near-double amputation, they had to work delicately. The plastic surgeon, Roger Adler, said, We uh, uh, took him into the theater. I realized it was much worse than I'd first thought. Why are they taking him to the movies? It's an operating theater. It had to be... It had... Uh, what do you had, want to see? <laughs> had it been cut off almost completely in two places, at the base of his palm and again just below his fingers, resulting in a double-level amputation. Time was against us. Uh, his detached fingers were getting warm and left too long without blood, and they would rapidly decompose and be impossible to reattach. So he said it was the most complex amputation I've ever had to deal with. So uh, Anthony went into surgery for 17 hours where the doctors were able to eventually get his hand in some working order. And that was thanks to nerve and vein grafts from his forearm and foot, respectively. And they also made the tough call to sacrifice the middle finger 
uh, to help fix other part of his hands. But it was interesting, though, because when everything was finished, the doctors realized there still wasn't enough skin to cover his palm. So they came up with a rather interesting way to bridge the gap. They cut a section of skin from his groin, and then they sewed his hand into the open patch of his groin and left it there for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. That makes spanking it so much easier. It created the perfect environment for Anthony's hand to regrow the skin. Mm. And eventually, he said the skin from his groin grew new roots to where it had been transferred to his hand, and we were able to cut his hand free. And Anthony has already regained some movement in his hand and his regular sessions at the hospital's hand therapy team. So if I'm hearing you correctly, they sewed his palm to his nutsack. Yeah, basically something like that. So is he going to have pubes growing all over the palm of his hand? <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, so interesting. All I right, have jock itch on my palm. One last story. The worst driver in Ireland has vowed to carry on driving despite having failed his test 20 times. Ray Heffernan. 69 years old. He said this week he had failed yet again, and the learner driver said the instructor couldn't wait to get out of the car at the test center in Cork City. He said, I asked the fella when is when he was getting out of the car, were you in any danger in my car? And he said, no, but then he failed me. I looked at the sheet, and there were marks for failing on roundabouts, observation, changing lanes, clutch and gear control, turning left and moving off. Are those I, essential things? He goes, I said to the fella... I'm not ta- I'm not taking you to court, but you know my name. To be honest, I didn't expect to pass. I'd be surprised if I passed. And he joked, I think I'm blacklisted at all the driving test centers. Every driving instructor and tester in the country knows my name. I'll never pass a driving test in Ireland. One fella says he, remind- he remembered testing me before. And another fella gave me 44 X marks. These and- fellas. And he said they weren't kisses either. Uh, despite his poor track record, Ray insists his driving is not the blame, saying, I'm a good, careful driver. I drove all over Britain and Scotland, and I've never had an accident in 54 years except one time when a fella came down the middle of the road oh and crashed into me, and it was his fault. This is why I left this story. Yeah. <laughs> so I've driven over some fellas and killed some fellas. Exactly. So, uh, But he says he's going to try again eventually, but 20 times, and still not able to get his driver's license. I think that should be an indicator that yep. maybe your time has passed. Yep. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. We're going to have uh, celebrity chef uh, Brian Duffy in our studio. He's got a new show coming out on Food Network on Sunday, so we'll find out about yeah. that and more. So we'll return in just a little bit. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we give away our word of the week prize today uh, because we're taking a vacation day tomorrow. Sue us, okay? But uh, we a lot of people be, are. I need to make sure that you do know that. So, in case you've been uh, collecting the letters, that the word is indeed complete when we get the final letter today, and we will give away that prize. Um, so that means I should clean out the junk drawer before we leave, or else some of these stories will expire, and I'll never get to them. There'll be maggots when we get back. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me dig in. Okay, so I saw it's okay. I saw this story. Um, is it ever okay to use the word literally to mean figuratively? 
There's some examples in great literature where it has been done. F. Scott Fitzgerald did. He wrote, he literally glowed. So did James Joyce, who wrote, Lily, the caretaker's daughter, was literally run off her feet. W.M. Thackeray wrote, I literally blazed with wit. Charles Dickens even used literally in a figurative sense by saying, lift him out, said Squeers, after he had literally feasted his eyes in silence upon the culprit. So it's okay because they did it? Well, they're no. taking they're taking license in a descriptive way. And here is, so the official definition in a literal sense. It's literally, or, by the way. <laughs> literally. Uh, or manner means actually, in effect, virtually. So that's what yes. literally means. It means absolutely, specifically what it is. It's not... It is a literal. Yes, it is literal. So, I'm, but, I'm, but the thing is... Oh, go ahead, Kath. No, I, I don't get it. So so would... Be, would when everyone says I literally died, would that still be would that be okay then? Well, it's it in a in a regular definition, no, because they're still alive. Literally would mean you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Right. Yeah, it'd be harder dead. for you to say that if you said literally, I'm on fire right now. There would have to be flames coming off of your body for that to be true. Right out of your but butt. The difference is, is that Merriam-Webster has redefined <clears throat> literally, and they're not the only. Wow. Oh. Uh, not the only. Uh, um, uh, dictionary that has done that book of words <laughs> to mean figuratively. They're not the only book of words they've done that. <laughs> so the Oxford English Dictionary third edition, which came out in September 11th, said it's uh, colloquial, used to indicate that some and frequently conventional metaphorical or hyperbolical expression is to be taken in the strongest admissible sense virtually as good as, completely, utterly, absolutely. So it's an expression, like it says here, to be taken in the strongest admissible sense. So when you're using it, I think if you're using it in in a descriptive or hyperbolic way, you're given latitude. However, when you say, what happened here? The man literally exploded. Well... Did he? No. Right. R- right. So, so, but, but it, you but could, it, you could mean literally exploded emotionally. Emotionally. You no, know, I don't know. Uh, so, I, they're saying there, there is, uh, there's a gray area now. Yeah. I, it, literally, I try to not use that word, uh, in that sense, because it sounds ridiculous after a while, See, I think. I, but I use it all the time for that reason, to make it uh, the story or the, my, my point in my, in my story. You use it for emphasis. Yeah, right. to, to emphasize what I'm saying. Exactly. It's okay now is what is, what is being said in, yeah. these, they're, they're in multiple books of words. The uh, they're saying yes. So I guess there are smart ways to do it and stupid ways to do it. And one of the stupid ways of doing it is uh, sportscasters will say things like he is literally carrying the entire team on his back. Right. Yeah. And that gets me angry every single time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. There's another way you can phrase that. Right. You know, it's almost like he's carrying the entire team on his back. Right. You know? it, it can be a lazy crutch, and we all have those. I mean, we're in broadcasting ostensibly, so I, I think that sometimes people just will use literally instead of saying really or, you know, they'll, they'll use it as a um, crutch type of an adverb. Yeah, but it's become so common right. that the dictionaries have had to go, you know what? This has happened many times over the years where they've actually changed even the pronunciation of a word because it's been accepted so much the other way that it is now literally a new way to say it. So it says there is strong impulse among lexicographers to catalog the language as it is used. And there is a considerable body of evidence indicating that literally 
has been used in this fashion for a very long time. All of the dictionaries listed uh, also provided usage notes with the definition of literally, indicating that this sense is widely frowned upon, uh, but it's still used anyhow. So the use of literally in a fashion that is hyperbolic or metaphoric is not new. Evidence of this dates back to 1769. Its inclusion in a dictionary isn't new either. The entry for literally... In our 1909 unabridged dictionary states that the word is often used hyperbolically, as in he literally flew. So, if you're one of those people that's really picky about it, you, it's... You Relax! Got, you kind of have to give a little bit of latitude, because they're even saying it's just been done so much... By F. Scott Fitzgerald, no yeah, less. It's been done so much that you can give it some latitude. Yes. Exactly. So, All right. I thought that was interesting. I do like that. I'll pass along. Literally fascinating. It's literally awesome. Let me go to the junk drawer again. Kathy, you'll be on board for this one. It has to do with a shopping retail outlet. Uh, Lord, she sounds, and, she sounds hyped up. Lord and Taylor. Uh-huh. Hey. All right. You on board now? Uh, yes, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, which was founded in New York in 1826 has been sold for $75 million to fashion rental subscription service, Le Tote. That's it? Yeah. I, Case, I, I actually thought the same thing. You Only thought $75 million was a little light? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I go to Lord and Taylor all the time. They've been struggling for a long time, but... I mean, they're, they're a national chain, right? Or, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, how much there's one of the King of Prussia. There's ball. literally one right up the road here. <laughs> yeah. Were uh, they uh, independent yeah. for a long time? Is that and then they got sold to this tote company? Yeah, they, yeah. They were present. You were you had reported a while ago that they were actually um, that they were taking the brand and making it parts of other department stores, the Lord and yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. And so that was part of the plan, but this uh, literally comes as a shock. So Hudson's <laughs> Bay Company. Uh, which owns Lord & Taylor, will get an equity position in Latote and will continue to own the real estate and leases associated with the remaining 38 Lord & Taylor stores. Totes my goats. <laughs> so the stores will function. Because I, I go to this one uh, up the road here when every I forget time, my workout yeah, every clothes. Every time you forget your workout clothes. Steve has more workout clothes yes. than any human because he just buys new ones. I'm like Einstein. I have the same exact outfit. So they, Hudson Bay owned uh, them, owned Hudson's Bay, and then also uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. Uh, yeah, so they had acquired... And there's literally a Saxworth Avenue right up the other side. <laughs> Hudson Bay had acquired Lord & Taylor in 2012, but as the retail industry has been struggling, the department store chain has been losing money since 2016. So Hudson Bay agreed to sell Lord & Taylor's flagship Fifth Avenue store yeah. uh, to WeWork in 2017. I mean, I, I spent time in a department store just a couple of nights ago. and as Way I was, to brag. As I was walking out of there, uh, I was very dissatisfied and I was thinking, no wonder, you know, these places are going out of business. It was um, it was a little ridiculous. Uh, there were, I think, four people working in all three floors of this place. I waited in line. I was the second person in line, and, and I, I waited 20 minutes. Okay. Um, well, you, what you're and, talking and, about, Casey, is exactly, in fact, why stores, there was a report that Preston had, had relayed to us yeah. about that shopping experience, about, A, expediting it, making it more interesting, making it more, uh, the more things going on, more amenities. Right. So there was also a size that I wanted. Uh, I had them look on the computer to see if they had them in, uh, had this particular size in yeah. the back. The computer said yes. The person went back there, couldn't find it or didn't find it or whatever, and then I ended up having to just you know order. So I had to do two orders. You know, one I paid for what I had in my hand, and then I had to do another order where uh, they were going to deliver it to my house. 
the the amount that I waited just to get to the register, I mean, it was 20 minutes easily. For the first 10 minutes, and maybe even 15 minutes, I was kind of like cool about it. I'm like, oh, you know, these things take time. And then I was with my youngest daughter. She looks at me like, what the F is going on here? Stores, I'm like, I know! Stores, you can't overestimate the importance of having someone on the floor right there asking if you need help. Yeah. That it means everything. And when you're exactly yeah. right, when you are when you can't find someone who works at the store, and that person has to be, what can I help you with today? And they have to be up, and they also have to be, well, over here, you have. To, it's almost like you have to be able to feel confident. Can I ask you about this? Would you happen to have this? And and then you're going to get your sort of quasi-personal shopper yeah. Yeah. who will help you. That enhances the experience. Yeah, and then you have to you end up in the hardware department asking where the panties are or what. You know, what <laughs> right. I mean? yeah, you yeah, go yeah. some other department and they have no idea. I did a lap around the store twice before I was able to come across this, With the old people? this person. No. Oh. And I thought, you know, here's another funny little aspect of my trip to this store is um, when I when I ran into this person, he was uh, asking like this 14 or 15 year old kid to he was on a razor scooter. He goes, hey, you're not allowed to. Can you please not ride the razor scooter while you're in the department store? And the kid was like, oh, whatever. And uh, and he was the kid was being a dick to this guy. And so I asked the guy for some help. He and I lap around the store, and then we make it to the other side of the store, and I see this kid riding on his Razor scooter, and I yell at him. I go, bro, he told you not to ride the Razor scooter in the store? I go, don't be a dick. Get off your scooter and and walk it. Wow. Why did you care? Uh, because I was so annoyed already. And that, and that guy, had, you left that apart. That guy had deputized you. No, he did not deputize me, (laughs) but... Uh, you know what, Kath? I don't know why. I think I was so okay. annoyed already. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and, and then the, seeing the kid's attitude. The kid's yeah, attitude, okay. you know, to an adult. And I'm like, dude, you know, be respectful of this guy. You know, and the guy was actually nice about it, asking yeah. him to get off his How razor How old was scooter. the kid? I said about 14, 15 years old. Okay. And you, you called know? him a dick? I, call, I said, well, no, I didn't call him a dick. I said, don't be a dick. Yeah. Oh. It's a difference. <laughs> Uh, Marissa wanted me to point this out. The, it explains the the price of seventy five million. Uh, so Lord and Taylor had thirty eight stores. Like Macy's has six hundred and forty one stores. Oh wow! So f- much smaller yeah. volume. They so. better not get rid of this Lord and Taylor here. I uh, that's a, it's a good one. And, where the, and, and, and the staff buy? here is good. I know where my work, work at clothes or occasionally my cologne. But Steve, is, Steve, you bring or, up a good point because uh, there you know these these brick and mortar stores are suffering and losing business, so they aren't able to maintain uh, staff size. Yes. Uh, so yeah. they eliminate positions, but then they don't have the people in the store to help you out. And, right. and it's a really hard double edged store to be to be a part of to be in retail at this point. If you if you're gonna reinvest or if you're gonna take invest. In the in the in the floor staff. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me go back into the junk drawer. Look at we're solving problems. <laughs> okay. So local company, engineering company called uh, Benesh B E N E S C H. Not familiar with them. Uh, they're in Pottsville, so kind of where you know the Yingling Brewery is. Yes. Up that way. Uh, they got a Hot Wheels car to roll across two thousand one hundred and seventy six feet of track and broke a Guinness World Record. How? Yeah, workers at the branch say they began planning the attempt in February. Uh, they gathered 100 volunteers to set up the track this week. Volunteers laid out nearly 1,400 pieces of track, and the toy car glided 2,176 feet, which beat out the previous record of 1,838 feet. As a kid, I 
loved Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, I, I had the Hot Wheels track. I had that thing they used to call the, I think they called it the powerhouse. Do you yeah. remember that? Yep. So the car would go through, it was a thing that had like spinning wheels, yep. like like drums, and when the car would go through it, it would catch both sides of the car and shoot it out the other side. Yep. So I am it, I'm such a sucker for stories like this and uh, world records for dominoes. I'm glad yeah, oh, you yeah. said that. Dude, yes. and, when, and when they have these that go on and on, or, you know, giant Rube Goldberg machines. They're yeah. great. They, they like like the, uh, uh, what is it, the OK Go videos. Oh, my God, yeah. they're so cool. Yeah, I like it when, um, when the dominoes go down and, like, a picture comes out. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. How the hell they do that? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> there is this um, young lady who's entire, she's like one of the world's leading dominoes, um, I, would you call it experts, artists? Engineers, maybe. Engineers. Yeah. And uh, the stuff she does is a mind blower. And, and so businesses will pay her to put on these things. But, you know, she's she like take two weeks to set them up. I assume this had to be downhill. I mean, for that yes, car to keep going. For You would have to have it set up, but I, I'm not even looking at it. Okay, so we're looking at it right now. Yeah. Did they say how they were able to achieve enough velocity to keep it traveling that distance? Well, that's what I'm saying. It had to have been a downhill grade uh, uh, in order uh, for the car to keep rolling. I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't seem that substantial a grade, but, I don't know. but yeah, you'd but have it, to figure out just the proper grade. Yeah, it would have to be, it would have to be downward. Casey, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really tell the grade just you know from the from the track level or whatever. But yeah, I think if the grade were too steep, you would really run into some problems because anytime you hit a bump, you yeah. know, you run the risk of the of the car falling off the track. Mm. It, it does well. Obviously, it requires proper engineering. Nick, uh, speaking of dominoes, there's that scene in um, actually a couple of scenes in the in the movie The Toy. Uh, with Richard Pryor and, and Jackie Gleason, where he knocks over the the dominoes, yeah, and Jackie Gleason's character gets so upset. And in my, and when I was a kid, I was like, "Why is he so mad?" I'm like, "That was so cool looking," <laughs> and it was because it had taken so long to set them all up. But he like, had set them up, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, memories, yeah. the toy. All right, let's times. let's find something else. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. Uh, Michael Collins, Steve, you know who he is. Yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, he stayed in the uh, the capsule when the Apollo 11... He stayed in the command module, I'm sorry. the. Uh, you stay here. When uh, Neil and Buzz uh, went down to the moon. He okay, was a so critical part of the mission. Apollo 11, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without him. Uh, and uh, he has... Uh, recently said something about life in outer space. Uh, he has decided firmly in favor of extraterrestrials. Uh, in an online chat this week, marking the 50th anniversary of the first moon mission, Twitter users asked him about the food the astronauts ate, the music they listened to, and the technical side of flying to the moon. And uh, one of the curious questioners asked, do you believe in life outside of Earth? And Michael simply replied, yes. And left it at that. Cher asked him, do you believe in love after love? <laughs> life after, life after life. love. Life after right. love. And, and he said yes. He did. Okay, so he agrees with some oh, very important things. I have things. a question for my <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in love after love? After love. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, he actually has a really good sense of humor, if you've ever seen him interviewed. Oh, yeah? A really good sense of humor about the okay. whole thing. And, I mean, if you stop and think... They had to have a whole series of things that he was told about, almost like the HAL 9000 computer, that the other two were not told about, about what to do if they could not retrieve them from the moon. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. There had to be a protocol. And for some reason, they couldn't get back up from the lunar surface to the command module. What do you do? He 
there's no rescue yeah. option, he would have to leave. Yeah. You know, eventually. Wow. That's a tough that's a tough one. So he's not talking about uh, E.T. or or Independence Day. Hi. <laughs> he's talking about like bacteria living on some asteroid somewhere. Can right? I come in? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, they didn't ask if they didn't say intelligent life. They just said okay. life. So he said yes, which I, I agree. I also agree there's intelligent life somewhere in the universe. It's too damn big. It would, it would be ridiculous to think that there's not something out there. But this got the UFO. E.T. And- we saw it. This got UFO enthusiasts in a bit of a tizzy because apparently on the third day of the mission, Apollo 11, uh, Commander Neil Armstrong had spotted an object moving on a roughly parallel course with them as they zoomed towards the moon. Aye. The crew's <laughs> best guess was that the mysterious object was the third stage of the Saturn V rockets that had launched them into space. Armstrong had radioed mission control in Houston and asked, do you have any idea idea where the uh, SIVB is with respect to us. A few minutes later, Mission Control replies that it's about 6,000 nautical miles from you now, over. And that satisfied Armstrong, who said 12 seconds later, okay, thank you. And that was it. But that didn't satisfy conspiracy theorists who were convinced that what the three pioneers had seen was nothing less than an alien spacecraft shadowing them as they made their groundbreaking journey, which I don't think he believes that that was the case. There's a difference between... UFOs and believing that there is life somewhere else in the We universe. are ready yeah. to transmit. <laughs> exactly. We so. are ready to transmit. But it's funny to uh, to watch how they do hop on, uh, you know, jump on something like I that. I mean, there there are other astronauts who have uh, said. I think Buzz Aldrin has said that he, you know, he believes, and they, he, there there are things that they've seen when they were up and around that they can't explain because something is a UFO doesn't necessarily mean it's it's an unidentified flying object. Yeah, but, it's something flying that they yeah, don't know what it is. It but doesn't I mean, it's intelligent life or anything like and that. And they're very well. Uh, listen, we do not know. It's. It's a big sucker out there, yep. and there's uh, quite the possibility. What's that, that line in uh, in contact? It'd be an awful big waste of space. Yep. Yeah, 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 awful waste of space. Yeah. A lot of a lot of hubris to think we're the only ones. All right, uh, let me go back in. The tallest, fastest, and longest roller coaster in the world is set to open in 2023. That'll be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's called the Falcon's Flight. Man, does this look wild. It could hit speeds of up to 155 miles an hour. So did you watch the video? No. So the video, I'm thinking, okay, so how are they doing this? In in each car that you're sitting in on the roller coaster, there is a big windshield that comes up over you, sort of, so that you're sitting in, in, a, in a protected thing. Okay. So this sucker goes up. It actually goes up along a cliffside of a mountain what? and then goes over the uh, – or the uh, it's a – a small mountain or okay. whatever. Anyway, yeah. it comes down and then goes to a, a tunnel through through the mountain. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty amazing. Now, what we're watching is a virtual you know, rendering of yeah. what the trip would be like. Yeah. If they get it anywhere near this, it'll be wow. fan-freaking-tastic. Here's the deal. You know, back in the 60s, there was a race to, you know, with the, the Russians to space and to the moon and... Uh, I feel like uh, now there is a race between us and the, the Saudis to make this happen because we can't allow this to happen in Saudi Arabia no. before the United States of America. Oh, are so you with you, me? We you cannot are... accept the best roller coaster in the world being in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the century, giving you boys a little more latitude than I did with the Space Project. Right. I want a roller coaster that takes you around Saturn and back home. Wow. Dream big. That's not too much to ask. Uh, so the and I ri- want gummy bears made of meat. <laughs> the ride is just one. 
<laughs> One of the record-breaking attractions that will feature at the new Six Flags uh, Kadia, uh, I guess is how you say that, in uh, Saudi Arabia. 155 miles an hour. Does this park not exist yet as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a video... They just have the Wally World statue. <laughs> a video mock-up shows a four-carriage ride, each carrying four passengers. It's designed to look like a robotic falcon. Uh, uh, the ride features caca, caca. a number of gravity-defying loops as well as winding tracks through the canyons. Uh, Launch-powered ah! drops. Launch-powered drops will hit speeds of up to 155 miles an hour. So they're powered. You know, normally it's just gravity that will take you through the drop on a roller coaster. These are actually picking up speed. Powered drops. With yeah, I've never heard of that before. And they take you through a tunnel, Preston, that has a whole, like, a uh, circular light. It's almost like... Um, I don't know. Like uh, I'm trying to think which which is the ride at Disney. Oh, it's Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. Yeah, same sort of thing. Uh, so the 79 acre Six Flag Cadia will have six lands, which will be named the City of Thrills, Discovery Springs, Steamtown, Steamtown. Yeah, uh, that's the greatest collection of steam I've ever seen. Twilight Gardens. Valley of Fortune and Grand Exposition. All of them sound boring, but I'm sure they're going to, uh, you know, uh, what do kids like? They love steam. <laughs> uh, total of 28 rides and attractions are currently planned. Yeah, so cool. steam town. I tell you, when you say steam, the kids go crazy. It's right next to Fog Village. Yeah, Fog Village and yeah. Moisture. Yeah. Moisture uh, land. <laughs> So this comes out in 2023. Yeah. So this gives me like another three years to talk about this with a with a listener friend of ours at the for the next three years. We have a listener who loves roller coasters, loves so roller coasters much. and snowblowers. Yeah. In fact, his ultimate roller coaster would involve riding a snowblower. Oh my god. Uh, Falcon's flight will feature the city of will be featured in the city of thrills. He should consult them along with the tallest. Why ta- do you always wear those sunglasses? Uh, the tallest uh, drop tower ride in the world, Sirico uh, Tower. Have you, when was the last time you were to an amusement park with uh, coasters? It's been too long. I was I'm just a- thinking that very thing. I think we skipped all last season and didn't go anywhere. I'm itching to get back. Yeah. I'm dying to get back on El Toro and Nitro over at uh, Great Adventure because those are two of my favorite roller coasters. You know, Jim Antez, who's uh, who likes to bet on how uh, how much poop he steps in. <laughs> right. His wife is was one of the people who like books, you know, trips and stuff like that to Universal. Yeah, so, yeah. so I was looking at potentially that would have been a nice return. Yeah. But but it book they mm. book up solid because there's all these things now that are happening uh, in those parks and. Yeah. You really have to plan in advance, unless you go to, like, a straight coaster park. And I always wanted... The Cedar Rapids one I wanted to... Yeah. Uh, you didn't go to Dorney last year for... Um, uh, uh, I, I, I had a conflicting uh, okay. appearance. I was... Um, my son, I finally got him on roller coasters last in fact, year. In Dorney, Dorney was the last time, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm excited because... Dorney's great. Well, I didn't have any... You know, if I brought my kids to an amusement park, I really wanted to go on roller coasters. So now I finally have... Roller coaster buddies. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Take him to Saudi Arabia. Uh, by the way, Falcon's Flight will beat the current fastest roller coaster in the world, which is Formula Rosa in Abu Dhabi. The Ferrari World uh, World Ride it currently accelerates from zero to 150 miles an hour in five seconds. So they've already got a 150 mile an hour roller coaster, and they're building another one in Sion, Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> other exciting roller coaster openings include a 21 story Giga Coaster, Giga Coaster in Kings Island. Where's that? Uh, that's in that's here in the U.S. It's For- near Kentucky, is it? 
Uh, oh, I'm thinking of King's Dominion. King's nah. Dominion is near Bush Gardens down I, in... Uh, uh, I've been to King's Island. Maybe it's closer to Tennessee. Ohio, um, it says, I guess. Uh, oh, okay. But no, no, it might be near... Yeah, it's in Cincinnati, which is near Kentucky. So, okay, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Uh, so the ride called the Giga Coaster for having drops over 300 feet also reaches speeds of up to 91 miles an hour. I love this stuff. I do, too. I love even the virtual. I'll put on the virtual, the VR, you know, uh, yeah. and yeah. just... Do that. Yep. I've seen people, uh, videos of people falling Full out forward. Of t- it's hilarious. It. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Uh, all right. Do have time for another one? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> second here. No, keep going through. Root around. You want to get up in it? Well, I'm deciding on whether I throw something for Kathy to participate in or not. Okay. Um... I mean, we did give her a poop topic earlier. <laughs> I did, you gave her I did yeah, pick yeah. it. Lord and Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How, how many products do you on uh, do you use on your face on an average day? Does like including makeup, face, face wash, moisturizers, serums, foundations, etc. Oh, okay. You want me to count? Does that include man batter? <laughs> count them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's a product, right? It's a byproduct. <laughs> What do you? How many? We just won't count that one. Yeah. No, I'm not going to count that one. All right, go ahead. Because I use it too. Uh, okay, so I mean, I wash my face and so lotion. Soap. I use uh, lotion. Yeah, uh, okay. and then makeup would be the foundation. Three. Are we counting eyeshadow and stuff? No, probably not. Uh, Let's just say that. How, how, how many products? Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, so on, eyeshadow. All right, so that's four. Uh, Lipstick on your eyes and eyeshadow on your lips. <laughs> yeah. You use like a lip gloss or... or, or oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you okay, want to do all of that? Everything. Okay, so, yeah. so lip gloss and then you'd have to go mascara. Okay, that's mm. six. And blush depending on the day. Okay, and blush, so that's seven. And then you got to do all... We got to take all that off, right? Well, I already said the face wash. Yeah. What about the fake moles and stuff that you draw on? <laughs> no. All right, so uh, 26% people said zero. Uh, also, 26% said they used one product. 21% said two. 11% said three. 6% said four. 2% said five. And only 1% said <laughs> six, seven, or more. Wow. So I use one. But there. that's not on an everyday basis. That's if I'm... That's what I mean. It says every day. Uh, well, so that's like if, I, if I'm if i going out somewhere, that's what I'm using. But I guess, no, I guess I use the majority of those if I come when I'm coming to work. Okay. But on the weekends, it's zero. None. Unless okay. I have somewhere to go. You wash right. your face. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, it would it would be one in the lotion. No, it would be two. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I put on sunblock. Yeah. 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 I don't really wash my face. I mean, I you know, I mean, in the in the shower, I'll be washing my hair and I'll uh, rub your face. I'll let water. You know. Here we go again. I'm going to get comments again now. You're going to get comments again? Yeah, remember again? I told you somebody came up to me and was like, I can't get over the leg thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't wash his legs. I had somebody, so I used to. He just lets the water pour down them. <laughs> For years, I washed my face with Dove soap, like the same um, soap that I washed my body with. Cool. And someone was like, I can't believe you do that. And now, I just recently, in the past couple of years, you know, bought something specific from my face. Hey, did years. Marilyn Chambers use Dove soap? Wasn't that her thing? Uh, Ivory Snow. Ivory Snow, that's yeah. right. But you know what? Uh, I, I remember, you know, because as a kid, now as a teenager, to avoid acne, I wash my face like crazy. Oh, yeah. And I would use Steve's Strident Pads. Strident Pads. Yes. yes, absolutely. Um, and I thought I saw something a while back saying that not, that really doesn't work. Do anything? No, it doesn't really. It I mean, it, it, yeah, but that. 
because of your age and hormones and what you're going through, and acne is a whole different thing. Acne is a is a skin condition, not necessarily a cleanliness thing. Right. Sometimes, know? though, like for example, if I use a, a particular sunblock for you know a long time in a row, I'll break out a little bit because it's holding in the oils in your oh, face. Yeah, no, yes, yeah. that will happen. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But the, so as far as the percentages go, though, Preston, um, I think that I find that. Yeah. Low. I find that low because that would mean that the majority of women are not wearing any makeup. Right, and I, I agree because, but it says here's foundations. I assume that means makeup, but maybe they left makeup Wait, off is this. That, that just women, or is that women and men? Uh, all people. Are we talking? So that's probably why those um, numbers are percentages skewed. are just a little bit yeah. skewed, Kath, because. Uh, guys don't use that. Or unless many you're things. not counting, like you're not counting mascara, right? That's, shadow, that like might be the case. Yeah. You're, you're talking about stuff like face creams and moisturizers and things of that nature, as opposed to regular cosmetics. Yeah. Have you guys seen that um, that like blackhead vacuum that they have now? Yeah, a vacuum. Basically, that's what it is. There, no. I don't know any other way to sort of Marissa looks describe it. Really excited on the uh, other side there. Hang have on. You, you've seen it, I assume. Do you Marissa? know what he's uh, what he's talking to about? Oh my God, yeah, it haunts me on Instagram all the time. But I have a feeling it'll be super disappointed. Like, remember when those um, strips came out? That you no, Bureys. Yeah, they, they worked. worked. Yeah, but not like as amazing as these videos make it turn out to be. Okay, so we're looking thing, at a video of this, yeah. It's like a Biore strip, but that, like, sits and then you peel it off. This is just a little vacuum that you kind of scrape along your nose, and it just kind of, like, takes all the stuff out. I guess oh my it's... God. One shot. Look how the gross that is, Kathy. But you know what? I will, <laughs> I will say, both of them, including the Biore strip, you've got to do it after you wash your face and, and your pores are open. That's when you'll see the result. There's some dead yes. flesh coming Kathy, up in this sucker. Look at all that pus. Oh, oh man. This one's gross. No, no, put up, like, the oh. ad where it's just, like, <laughs> like Where it's a cartoon pus. <laughs> Look fun. Yeah. It's like a cute girl that's just like, oh, look at all these blackheads Spe- I have. Speaking of ads like that, do you remember those um, those hair removers? Uh, Epilates? I, I guess yeah. so. Essentially, it was like a, a, a spring yeah, that you would rip the hair out. Rip the hair out from the root. I remember my sister had one of those. I remember taking that on my arm and going, Jesus. Yeah. It was horrible. Insanely painful. And the commercials would be like a smiling woman going, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Because it know, wasn't actually Instead on. of what it really is. <laughs> oh, my God. Those things were just, they were pain. It was just like, it was like getting yeah. your, your hair caught in a in a, in a spring. Hey, I noticed something at the... Uh, Whoa, oh, my God. Wait a no, second. I'm not the no, no, crossover. Over. I didn't even Something's mean that. Happened. It was a big mistake. We were actually the noticer all the time. Uh, we were in the uh, the staff meeting yesterday. I think Jackie uh, Bam Bam shaves his arms. Oh, oh no, he, yeah, 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 he shaves his whole body. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Look at his right arm next time uh, I you did. see him. Yeah, and then look at his left arm. I didn't look at his left arm. But his right arm has hair on it, and yeah. his left arm does not. Is no, that a statement? His, no, his right arm had stubble. Okay, yesterday, so he must be shaving his right. arm. I was arm. sitting behind him, so I was looking at one of his arms. Maybe I got him backwards, but uh, yeah. but he, yeah, his, he shaves a lot of his body, if not all of it. But up near his uh, his shoulder and bicep are all these big. You know, he doesn't shave hair. up there, right? So okay, like like big patches of hair. hairs, really? not patches, but big long hairs. And then on his forearms, were all it was all stubble. Oh. Does anyone like, know why? I thought I about he, asking him, but I a lot of the stuff he wears is very diaphorous and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? Like silky and flowy, and so okay. I think maybe that gets caught on. He Whoops. needs. I tell you what, dude. So this bracelet I'm wearing right here rips the hair out oh. of my wrist all the time, and and in fact, Kathy. So you know, I wear from time to time. I wear a necklace, like a, it's a, they're beads, like this uh, bracelet that I'm uh-huh. wearing here. You've probably seen it, and. Um, if I wear that, I have learned I have to shave my oh, neck. Oh, your neck hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, that hurts. Yeah. Damn. 
It's. I mean, it just it rolls around and rips the hair out of your neck. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's why, because he wears all these little bangly it's things. True. Maybe. Yeah, he you wear know. he wears now, a ton of stuff. I guarantee it. He. He wants to be a woman. Well, now, somebody in a band somewhere said in an interview that they shaved their whole body, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to be just like Nikki Six. It's got to be something like that. Okay. All right. Hang on. I want to go to uh, Tony. She has one of those blackhead vacuums. Hi, Tony. You're on the air. Good morning. And uh, Marissa's 100 percent right. They they're awful. They don't they don't work half as well as they they claim that they do. I had a white head that was primed for popping. Put the little doicky over it, and all it really did it gave me a hickey on my chin. Okay. Uh, I had a hickey on my chin. That's so, oh, that sucks. Because in the thing, it looks like it's just absolutely reversing all the evil skin conditions this woman has. Yeah, you know, I mean it's. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, disappointing. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. As it was at the Biore strip is the thing that works? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what? you're saying, Kathy, do it after you get out of the shower? Yeah, when so the pores, pores are, are open. open, and then, you know, the Biore strip goes on there, it hardens, and then you can peel it off. What sucks is if you do get, like, a zit, or so, and, and you, uh, you're you like, okay, let me let me take a crack at this. You squeeze it, and nothing happens, and it just kind of hurts. <laughs> I hate and that. And then you've entered into this territory. Do I keep working on it? Yeah. The wait and see? Or do I wait? Uh-huh. Wait and see. And and if you you can even wait a couple days and it's still tender, I'm like, I mm. think I'll have another squeeze. It's just a waiting let me, game now. Let me go and try that and still won't go. And all you're doing is just making it worse and it hurts. I always just, remember in school. What do the, you do? The belt sander. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought there'd be like when you stepped out of the shower, there should be like a facially like a thing made of not absolute sandpaper. Right. But where you could, like, you know, have it sort of like stick a your face. Yeah. A buffer of sorts. The buff, face buffer. Buff your face. Yeah. I don't know. Man, there's still time to create that, Steve. I'm sure there's a patent out That's there waiting That's going to be my you. money maker. All right. Anyhow. It's like the, the makeup shotgun. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the junk drawer. Thank you for uh, letting me clean it out. And, uh... We're good to go now. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to have a guest on the program. And I think we're going to do a contest of yeah. lots of prizes all in one shot. So we'll return with that in just a little bit. Make sure you stay with us. Listen this Friday as 93.3 WMMR debuts the most anticipated rock album in years. Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum follows the multi-platinum Grammy Award-winning run of success of Undertale. Anima. Lateralis. And 10,000 Days. Bringing you the brand new album from Tool. This Friday on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Well, we are happy to welcome a uh, friend back to the studio. We haven't seen him in some time, but he's been quite busy uh, with a restaurant in Ardmore called Ardmore Q. But more importantly, he's got a new show on the Food Network, and it premieres on Sunday. It is called Opening Night. Ladies and gentlemen, Chef Brian Duffy. Yay! Here with us. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to see back. you. Yeah, it's been a, been a little while. Since you getting your voice you. back? I, I've been. I fly about a hundred thousand miles a year, so yeah. I uh, I tend to lose it quite often. You well, get they, sick. Yeah, the, the planes dirty, suck. Dirty. Plane travel that that recirculated environment. We have somebody dirty. with the leprosy of six rows up in front of you, and it's yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah, I uh, I actually have worn a mask. 
Oh, have you? I've like full blown mask across Surgical? my face. Surgical, like Michael no, Jackson. Like, I actually bought one on Amazon that was like a like a felt professional more okay. than one time use mask. Wow, I loved it. Like, yeah. Nobody came anywhere near me. And then it got to a point that I was sitting there and I'm like, "What? Well, what do I do now? I'm hungry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Is, is food more important than being healthy? Wow. And yeah. food won. So, there you go. Yeah. So no longer with the mask. The mask is gone. <laughs> I, I bought a travel pillow after our vacation we took to Hawaii, which is a long flight back. Yeah. I didn't sleep a wink. I suck at sleeping on planes. I've got to take a picture and post this on social media. I've not told you guys about it. It looks like a penis in testicles. Around your neck. Uh, well, it's... <laughs> yeah. And I've got to... I'll take. I'll try to take a picture of this weekend and post it for you guys and tell me oh if God. this doesn't look phallic. Well, the, the, I've, the, the dumbest one I've seen is the one, and it's people love it, where you actually stick your head and hands in this. I thought about yeah. that. I've tried a bunch of different ones. Steve, you got me the one that, that inflates in front of you and you lay yeah, yeah. like almost like you're laying your head on the desk. That didn't work, but it, this thing actually might work. But it looks <laughs> like a penis and testicles. Nice. So, but how erotic! If, if it gets me some sleep, yeah. Why not, man? You'll you'll wrap a dong around I'll your neck. Johnson yeah, any yeah. day. <laughs> uh, so the show. Time for the segue. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the show that Brian is here to tell us about is called Opening Night. Yeah. And it debuts on uh, Sunday, correct? That's right. Sunday at 4 o'clock. So perfect labor time. Everybody should be nice and banged up in Philly or at the shore at that point. Um, so it's perfect. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And well, you're, you're, you're troubleshooting new places and helping them so ha- figure out how to get their restaurant act together. Yes. Basically what happens is we have, uh, we've been able to find a lot of restaurant owners throughout the country. And through my consulting business, I work right. with a tremendous amount of new operators. Right. People that have never been in the business before. People that really don't know a lot about the industry. So uh, we found four awesome candidates for the show. Um, our first episode is a woman named Jen Royal out of Boston. Um, she is a female news reporter who's been that way for years, who is now opening a restaurant in the Old Boys. Club of the North End of Boston. Hey, I wow. love. Listen, I, I'm a sucker for these shows. I'm a sucker for any. You know, they, they've been done by by many people, and and regardless, they're always they're always watchable. Uh, you know, especially like you, you, yeah. you, you, this is what you're doing, so you, you know, because it's it's such a the odds are so against you, especially in the restaurant business. But it there is such a there's a fascination and a, and, a, and a glamour. It's showbiz in a yeah. way. But on on the other end, you've got to provide good food. Yes, and and, and so um, you know what? And we we ask this, and it always seems that the biggest mistake a lot of new restaurants make is not refining the menu down, like 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 too many oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Do you see that a lot? We call it the kind of the Baskin Robbins theory. You're right, right. right I mean, yeah. You've got something for every single person, and my my advice that I offer to every single person is stick to your concept. Yeah. You know, I, I would rather see 25 items on a menu that you execute at the highest possible caliber yeah. than 50 that you suck half the time. Right. So we really kind of hone things in. We pull stuff back as well as, I mean, I've opened so many restaurants or been involved in so many openings or relaunches or whatever that I kind of have an idea really of what it is that the guest is looking for. So that's really what we're trying to hone. That, the organization, the financials of it. Is it and is it the classic case too? Because I, I love I, I love the whole science of a restaurant sure. or even just the... the, the the, the the flow of the of the, of 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 in and out and and where you're waiting and and yeah. you know wood texture and all that stuff it all goes to to the dining experience but there seems to be a whole bunch of obvious things that a lot of these places just seem to keep missing 
The the number one problem that I find across the board is that we have a lot of people that want to open a restaurant. Yeah. And they and they've never really been in the industry. They've been a server, a bartender, or something to that effect. And and none of them really understand the food or the back of house, which is what a lot of it comes mm. down to. So a lot of people end up hiring a chef. And in the four episodes that we've shot so far, I have had four episodes and not one recipe to begin the restaurant with. Wow. <laughs> so they're hiring these chefs that are coming in because everybody wants to be a celebrity chef these days. Everybody's a rock star. Everybody right. can put a beautiful plate of food up on, on Instagram. But what is the finance behind that? How much is it going to cost me? Right. How much staff do I need? So that is really a lot of the drama that we end up seeing. And it's not really even drama because it's more of a documentary of what we're doing because it's the last seven days. So we go through menu honing. We go through staff honing. In some cases, we fire a chef because he just really doesn't want to be there. So you got to fire you, you end up firing a chef just days before opening. We, we fired one guy, and then yeah. we had another guy who literally took his jacket off in a parking lot and he's like I'm done. Yeah. I quit the entire industry. I'm not wow. coming back. I don't want any part of it's this. It's brutal. Today. It's yeah. brutal. And and all four restaurants are still open and thriving right wow. now. Wow. Like blowing it up. We did one in San Jacinto, California. We did one up in Boston. We did an unbelievable place in Allentown. And then we did yeah, we did one in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great city. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, bad location. It was a, no, it's an amazing location. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't have a lot of respect for the chef. Okay. Oh, okay. Real quick, when it comes to a restaurant, what do you think is the most important aspect uh, to success? Is it location? No, because I mean, some of the worst foods in the entire country are in the worst, or some of the best foods are in the worst neighborhoods. Yeah. So you, if you're going to choose a location, you have to make that location work, and that's going to happen through consistent product communication with your staff, organization, and in reality, it, it, these days it comes down to great marketing. I just think there's what so, are you doing? There's so many things that at at play, and so many ways that you can come in, and you're looking for that hook, you're looking for that thing. Yeah. Right? Everybody's trying to come up with kind of a a, a signature dish or a yeah. crazy sandwich. I mean, look at the shows that are on TV right now. Right, right. Yeah, to what to speak to Casey, I've seen places come and go in the same location. I mean, just turn over. And they don't stick until somebody brings in a decent product. And yeah. that's, to me, yeah. it, it, I don't, location I don't care about. Now, obvious convenience and things like that are going to get things started from the beginning. But if you don't have the food to back it up. I just think of that jug handle in media, you know, where Y100 used to be. And, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a lousy location. It's a lousy location. But, like, you know, there was a Philadelphia pretzel factory there for a little while. I mean, that is a Great restaurant. But it's a proven. No, I Jesus. Unbelievable. I do love them, though. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a proven um, commodity in this area. Yeah. And it didn't last very long. I'm fascinated by cities like Detroit and Philadelphia, for that matter, where um, they're suffering for a long period oh, of time, man, you know, so. and Philly obviously has had a major renaissance over the last 20 years or so. But Detroit is in this position now where they've had a really difficult time for a while and they're ripe for a renaissance. They're, they're angry. And they're, and they're angry, they're but hungry. there's people there that are willing to spend the money yeah. to go into the city. Uh, and so now um, chefs, talented chefs and talented restaurateurs are in a, pl- in a place where there was nothing before. So there's a market for it. Huge. They just got to find it. Detroit is at the lowest population that it's had in over 100 years. So there are just about a little, just about 100,000 people or 600,000 people right now. It's crazy. And it is. And, yeah. and I mean, if you think about it, that uh, I it, mean, it's it, the it lowest was, in 100 years. It was the, 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 the car capital. I mean, it was, it was, it was yeah. you know, the the, the 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 gleaming the gleaming city the and, motor city motor man. city I mean, they're hungry to come back right now the funny part is that uh i, I want to say there's there were 32 
uh, chain restaurants that have closed in the last three years in yeah. Detroit. And what's happening now is that a lot of these younger, hungry chefs are getting some investors behind them. And they're going in and they're buying these properties. For and cheap. they're taking over and they're buying them for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So, so you're getting in and getting great stuff. So you are, so, so you're the person who's, who, watches, who watches your show, who watches um, opening night. And, and you, you say, um, you know, I want to, I want to get into this. I want to get into this industry. Uh, you know, what, what are the, what are the three things you really should have in place before you even, even take a swing at it or else you're, you're going to be destined for failure. What, what, what do you say? What's your best foundational things to say to someone? You need to have you, these ducks in a row. You got to have money. You yeah. got to have people and you got to have a good product. Okay. Yeah. Cause all the, I mean, all the basics with staffing, yeah. staffing alone is at the, the absolute worst that it's worst that it's ever been. I, my place in Ardmore, I've, I will just give a, a roundabout number of, I've, I've had set up close to a hundred interviews to try to yeah. get people in. And I'm not even kidding you. Seven have shown up for interviews. My wow. father always used to say, well, by talking about jobs and employees, the most important thing you can do is show up. Yeah. You show up. I mean, I'm talking up. about after going through interviews and, yeah, yeah. and having conversations with people. And I'm saying, oh, my God, this is what I'm looking for. But because what happens is we're no longer hungry for a job. They're everywhere. But also because you're clicking on a link somewhere because it looks like it's a good job. The questions that I'm getting asked are, where are you? What kind of food do you serve? And, you know, is it near a train station in a lot of cases? Yeah. People just don't, they're not reading what the job entails. Do you wow. look Do you look for trends or do you look for, so if you're trying to come up with your hook, your thing, or do you operate from, you as in your career, have you operated from what you were feeling at the time or do you do you read the, you read the industry, you read the trends? I do most, a lot of happens with what I feel at that time, but yeah. because of my background and because of what I'm involved in now with, with a lot of the, the, the consulting, the, the consulting as well as a lot of the trade shows and the, and the speaking that I do about hospitality. So a lot of it is how I feel, but a tremendous amount of it has to do with what I'm really seeing across the country and across the world right. in food. The Midwest has a Massive explosion of unbelievable food right now. Huh. Yeah. All right. So opening night, uh, you said you got four episodes in the can we right got now. Four episodes done. All right. And uh, is it is it wait and see how these perform, and then they'll let you know. The wonders of Food Network, an okay. amazing <laughs> network, is saying, let's see how these do. <laughs> All right. So uh, we think that you should support local uh, talent, local. and and uh, Chef Brian is definitely one of those. So it's four o'clock on the Food Network on Sunday. I'm going to check it out. Please do. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll point people in that direction to take a look. And of course, go by Ardmore Q, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of barbecue, so I got to go by there. It's at 64 Rittenhouse Place in Ardmore, and uh, and take a sample. But dude, that's great! Congratulations on on snagging this, and I hope it takes off for you. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun to do. Good, amazing production company, and we just had a lot of fun doing. Awesome, it's great yeah. to see you. Thanks, man. Excellent, Brian Duffy, guys. Don't forget about his duffified spices. Oh yeah, and all that good stuff. And too. that burger press you guys love so ah, much. Yeah. I still have mine. Oh yeah. Right, so we we have some stuff to give away. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. We're gonna give. Are we doing a contest? Yeah. All right. So we uh, we're gonna uh, we're taking tomorrow off. So we're gonna give away our word of the week prize uh, away today. And we also have a bunch of stuff that if we don't unload it today, it's just gonna go away. So we decided to play a game. And we haven't done this in a little while. We may have only done this once, but we're going to play. That says a lot. Where's the intro? We're playing uh, Preston's Rock Trivia hey, Game. So. <laughs> Preston Elliott's Rock Trivia Game that no one would play with him. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you bought this game that no, you could get no one it's, to play with you. It's uh, it's freaking Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. It was given to me as a gift. Classic Rock Edition Trivial Pursuit. My wife doesn't like Trivial Pursuit, and she doesn't know anything about Classic Rock. So you know what? This is Sat Collecting Dust. Okay, so you hand that to <laughs> Hand him. it over. Yeah. Oh. Sat Collecting Dust. 
for ages at my house, and I never get to play it. And I, I think I'm good at it. You didn't yeah. land on right. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth, Plymouth Rock, Rock landed, landed on, on me. you. All right, so we need callers two one five two six three WMMR. We have a bunch of different uh, prizes to give away. Here's the deal: it's going to be a. Um, all you have to do is agree or disagree with me, right? Because I, I want to be tested. I because I never get to play this game. You know, it's, it's <laughs> Preston uh, Elliott's rock trivia game that no one plays with him. Yeah, and I'll give an answer. If you think it's a stupid answer, then don't agree with me. But if you think I might be right, agree, and we'll see if you end up winning. Casey, what are we giving away today? All right, so we uh, still have a bunch of passes for the screening of it. Uh, chapter 2, which is going to be on Wednesday at the Riverview. Uh, we have cases of Yards Philly Pale Ale. We have a bunch of these to give away. And then we just added these two prizes. We only have two of these, uh, but this is really, really cool prize. It's VIP tickets to see Future Islands play at the Dell Music Center. It's going to be next Thursday. This is courtesy of Bud Light, but this is also, if you recall, this is Connor Barwin's Make the World Better oh, Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good. This is a uh, charity show that's going on, and uh, so this is a VIP. So that means um, you're going to get catering from Pizzeria Bed- Bedia and Vetri. Okay. Boom. Uh, very cool. So once again, we are playing. It's time for <laughs> Kristen Elliott's rock trivia game that no one would play with him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. Steve has the the box of the Trivial Pursuit questions, and he's just going to pull them out, and you can ask me whatever you want, anything. I don't care what form. What I'm going for whatever I whatever's on the card. Yep. Uh, I just cut the deck in half. We're All in right. the middle, and uh, good. There's a whole bunch of stuff represented on just this one card because randomly, that's how the game would play. So I have Dave on the line. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Good. All right, Dave. All you have to do is agree or disagree with me. Okay. You got it. Yep. All right, Steve, what's the question? Uh, just randomly out of the gate here, you're getting a Beatles question, Ooh. Preston. What song by the Beatles, the first track on Revolver, can justifiably be heard on some H&R Block commercials? H&R Block commercials? <laughs> uh, on Revolver. Um, Come on. What? It's not help, is it? No, no, it's, no you're, it's you're missing H&R the obvious. You're missing the obvious part of the question. H&R Block. You're helping. I am helping, but I want to get rid of these prizes. It's Preston Elliott's Rock Trivia Game. We're yeah, not... man, don't help me here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you guys are throwing me a clue, and I don't know what it is. So, all right, I'm going to repeat the question and listen to my listen to the question again. What song by the Beatles, the first track on Revolver, <laughs> can justifiably be heard on some H and R Block oh. commercials? Would it be Taxman, perhaps? I don't know. Dave, do you agree or disagree? I'm going to say Taxman. I would agree with that. He agrees. That is correct. All right, we have uh, passes for a screening of Warner Brothers uh, Pictures. It, Chapter 2, Wednesday, September 4th at 7 p.m. at the UA Riverview Plaza. It hits theaters nationwide on September 6th. You know what? You want to show up by 6.30 if you want to guarantee your seats there. All right, next let's go to Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing, buddy? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. Okay, we are playing. trivia game. That's the shorter version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, just agree or disagree with my answer to this question, Steve. All right. Who wrote the classic rock staple, Johnny Be Good? Mm. Who wrote uh, the classic rock staple, Johnny Be Good? That would be one. He's a cousin of Marvin Berry, <laughs> but I'm going to say Chuck Berry. Brian, do you agree or disagree? I'm going to agree. He agrees. That is correct. Hey! 
the follow-up question is, who asks hookers to eat his farts? <laughs> I mean, the reality is, actually, Marty McFly wrote it, Marvin Berry stole it, and then gave it to Chuck Berry. But Chuck Berry likes hookers to eat his farts. <laughs> yes, yeah, so what that do we have from Brian? <laughs> All right, so we got a pair of VIP tickets to see Ooh. Future Islands play. The nice. Dell Music Center on September 5th. This, it's this Thursday, a week from today, courtesy of Bud Light. you got to be at least... 21 to enter, by the way, uh, because Bud Light is sponsoring the giveaway. Uh, and this includes catering from Pizzeria Badia and Vetri. Concert pro- uh, proceeds benefit Connor Barwin's Make the World Better Foundation. Uh, Connor Barwin is a good man. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Seth next. Hey, Seth. Hey, how's it going? Good, bub. We are playing a game. trivia <laughs> game. All right, Seth. Steve's going to ask me a question. You agree or disagree? All right, Steve. Let's All go right. On. Now I'm just randomly going with what you know what comes when I cut the deck here. So some of these are you're getting some I think fairly easy ones. All right. Oh, okay. What renowned charity fundraiser starred in the movie version of Pink Floyd's The Wall? That would be Bob Geldof. Seth, you agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. That is correct. <laughs> You're right. These are easy. Very easy. Casey, what are we giving Seth? Oh, uh, Seth, you are so lucky. Yeah. 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 You said Seth. Uh, did I? Okay. Yeah, it sounded like All Carol. Right, it sounded like Carol. Seth, yeah, I have a good news for you. You won your prize. It's our last one. This is our last pair of VIP tickets to see Future Islands play the Dell Music Center on Thursday, September 5th. <laughs> Courtesy of Bud Light. It's got to be great. This is including catering from Pizzeria Badia and Vetri Concert Proceeds Benefit Connor Barwin's Make the World Better Foundation. Thank you very much, Bud Light. Yeah, it's nice. nice. All right, let me go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jason, we're playing. It's time for (laughs) Christian Elliott's Rock Trivia Game that no one would play with him. All right. All right. We have some that are a little bit more difficult on this card here, Preston. Let's try that. All right. Okay. In the mid-70s, what trio came in second only to Led Zeppelin as the highest-grossing live band in the world? Wow. The decade of the 70s. What trio? What trio came in second only to Led Zeppelin as the highest-grossing live band in the world? In the world. Wow, man. And a trio a at trio. that time in the 1970s. I mean, because immediately I'm thinking of things like ZZ Top, but they wouldn't have, uh, I don't think they would have been that big in the 1970s. And a trio. Yeah. No, because it would have been the 60s. I was thinking like the folk explosion would have been like, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Um, the Givens Kids. The Givens Kids. <laughs> that was the late 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. I will have to say, I'm just going to say, um, I'm going to say ZZ Top. It's probably wrong, but Jason, you can agree or disagree. Uh, disagree. All right, Steve. You are incorrect. Okay, which means he's a winner. Yes. But what's the answer? Right. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Ah! Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. ELP. Yes. They were. They yeah. did that well. They did that well. Second I, only to Led Zeppelin. 
That's amazing. All right, what do we have for Jason? For Jason, we've got a pair of tickets to see It Chapter 2, Wednesday, September 4th at 7 p.m. at the UA Riverview Plaza. This right. uh, movie hits theaters nationwide on September 6th. All right, nice. Uh, I'm going to go to Matt next and see if we can get this answer. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Hey, guys, how are you? All right, good. Matt, so we are playing... Trivia <laughs> Game! That one needs the yeah at the oh, end, The yeah, the yeah is my favorite thing. I have all the production elements. All right, a question for me, please. All right, Preston. What famed golf fanatic accompanied Rob Zombie on the Gruesome Twosome Tour? That would be the man who played uh, for MMR's golf uh, outing many, many, many years ago. Uh, and that would be Mr. Alice Cooper. Matt? Agreed. He agrees. That is correct. All right, hang on, Matt. We'll get you information. We will give you this. We got a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Everybody's favorite summer beer is hoppy, citrus, and refreshing. Look for Philly Pale Ale in bottles and cans wherever Yards beers are sold, including Canals Liquor Store in Merchantville. All right, let's go next to Bob. Hey, Bob. Morning. Hey, Dick Bob. Hey, Dick Bob. <laughs> That's what people call you for sure. Like I Jim Bob. I forgot about Dick Bob. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bob. All right, Bob, we're playing a game. Rock trivia game. And here is the question for me, Bob. You just have to agree or disagree. Here we go. This one's a little bit more difficult. Okay. What band featuring Steve Marriott and Peter Frampton had a hit with Natural Born Boogie in 1969? That would be Humble Pie. I have to agree. He agrees. That is correct. Wow. What do we got for Bob? Dick Bob. Dick Bob, you got a pair of passes for a screening of It Chapter 2, Wednesday, September 4th at 7 p.m. at the UA Riverview Plaza. This movie hits theaters nationwide on September 6th. All right. Should we do just like two more, you think? or Uh, Whatever you want. How are we doing on time? Well, time-wise, we could do a couple of more. Okay. Um, We need to be on Six minutes. All right, let me go to Paul next. Hi, Paul. Hey, what's that? I'm sorry, Paul. Hey, how's it going? All right, oh, good. Yeah. There we go. We're playing a game. Here we go. Trivia game. All right, Paul. You agree or disagree with my answer to this question? All right. Seems a little bit more difficult. What abandoned city? was the setting for the filming and recording of a Pink Floyd live set in 1972. What abandoned city? Can you say that again, please? What abandoned city was the setting for the filming and recording of a Pink Floyd live set in 1972? Wow. Um, Think of all the abandoned cities that come to mind. Centralia, Pennsylvania. (laughs) And that's my final answer. Paul, do you agree or disagree? I would disagree. He disagrees. Yes, of course, I don't know the answer to that. What is it? You are incorrect. Uh, So Paul wins. It is Pompeii. Oh! It was later released as a DVD called Live at Pompeii. Son of a bitch. I have seen footage of that. And I didn't even think of Pompeii being an abandoned city because... It's more a blowed-up city. It's a blowed-up city. (laughs) But, I mean, they have... You know, tours and things yeah, like that. Sure. There, so. Yeah, sure. Right. And a great churro stand. Listen, any Pink Floyd fan would have known that, so yes. I apologize. Uh, what I do think we have? Mark Summers, the way he answers, he does like the uh, Hollywood Squares thing. He yeah. totally would have faked this guy. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, he yeah. answers oh, yeah. confidently yes. Yes. Sure. so that yes. the, so that the <laughs> listener has 
they got to choose. Well, yep. yeah. We're trying to get them to win. Yeah. Hey, Paul, you have won yourself a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Everybody's favorite summer beer is hoppy, citrus, and refreshing. You can look for pale ale in bottles and cans wherever Yards beers are sold, including Canals and Hamilton and Trenton. All right. Let's go next to Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how are you? Great. Ashley, we're playing my trivia games. Trivia game. Let's see how I do on this one. Steve, what's All the next right. question? What Playboy Bunny sang with folk rock band Wind in the Willows before finding fame with the band named for one of her outstanding features? What... Playboy Bunny. What Playboy Bunny sang with the folk band Wind in the Willows before finding fame with a band named for one of her outstanding features. One of her outstanding features. Debbie Harry. All right. Ashley, do you agree or disagree? I agree. That is correct. Because she was really hairy down there. Yes. Her bush. So that was, yeah, yeah there was her bush. That, the Bushwhackers um, was the original name of the. No, Blondie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Blondie. All right. So, uh, Ashley, here's what we have for Badge you. Forever was. <laughs> All right, we got a pair of passes for our screening of It Chapter 2, Wednesday, September 4th at 7 at the UAE Riverview Plaza. It hits theaters nationwide on September 6th. One more? Last one. All right, last one. Here we go. Let's go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good, Doug. Playing the game. All All right, just have to agree or disagree to this, uh, my answer to this. All right, Steve. All right, let me do... All right. What term was given to the bright, colored, swirling, drug-induced images seen on many late 1960s and early 1970s rock posters? Ah, This question's not so good, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. What term was given to the brightly colored, swirling, drug-induced images seen on many late 1960s and early 1970s rock posters? It's a generic term. Hmm. Tie-dye? We'll go with that answer. Doug, do you agree or disagree? Tie-dye. I disagree. Yeah, I think you're right. Kaleidoscope, maybe? Psychedelia. Psychedelia. Yes. Son of a biz. All right, Doug. Good answer. Casey, what do we got for you? You got a Casey Yards Philly Pale Ale. Everybody's favorite summer beers. Hoppy, citrus, and refreshing. Look for Philly Pale Ale in bottles and cans. In bottles and cans, just clap your hands. Yards refreshing beers are sold, <laughs> including Joe Canals and Delaran. All right. Thank you for letting me play once again. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Elias, <laughs> rock trivia game that no one would play with him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We'll have to dust that off again sometime yeah, it's fun. And, uh, and play. I do enjoy that. Thank you, because I never, ever get to play that. All right, we'll take a break and come back in a second. Bizarre File Stories are on the way. Don't you fret. Hey, guys. With Halloween coming up, it's time to get spooky. We have a chance for you to win a pair of passes as Preston and Steve present It Chapter 2 before anyone else. It's next Wednesday, September 4th at the UA Riverview at 6.30 p.m. All you need to do is email us at podcast at WMMR.com with your name, age, and phone number. The winners will be notified via email. The screening's next week, so make sure you get your emails in now. And remember, when you podcast with us, you'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too.
WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Went right into the intro and everything, man. Didn't do nothing. Lesbian Daisy Chain. Oh, my God. Gary Lauer. You know what? Gary Lauer quality check, by the way. Oh, we need a Gary Yeah, you know what? Okay. A wellness check? Wellness check. That's what I meant. Quality check. We know the answer to that. Yeah, last we heard his... <laughs> did we tell this story on we the air? We did. Uh, yeah, we did. I don't think we did. We no, didn't. we never completed. We said we have a story. We oh, never said the story. I don't think we, we said the story. Well, hang story. on a second. Let's just pause this. Uh, I mean, it is kind of a bizarre okay. file. Yeah, sure it is. But uh, so, so I got. I thought for sure we talked about this on the air. You teased I think it. We all we all talked about it. All right. So uh, we got a, uh, an email from a guy who was sharing a text chain. With someone who worked with Gary at this restaurant he was working at, bar restaurant. And the guy was like, hey, did you guys, uh, I think he said something along the lines, did you get the, did you get the cart open or something along those lines? He said, no, uh, Gary Lauer left. Oh, wait, here we go. Here yeah, it is, yeah, right yeah. here. Uh, not tonight, LOL, Gary Lauer quit on us. He literally yelled that his girlfriend's C is bleeding <laughs> and left, and we haven't seen him since. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally yelled that his girlfriend's nether regions were bleeding, but he used the c word, the c word. and left, and we haven't seen him since. So we're we're concerned. We, need to we check are yeah. for yeah. him and his girlfriend. Yes, yeah, literally. Uh, his so, old lady. So uh, Gary Lauer, please get in touch. This is only sure things okay. We want a wellness call. All right, thank you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a Florida elementary school teacher who apparently enjoys going all natural while in the nature of his backyard has been demoted after a neighbor <coughs> filmed him mowing his lawn naked. And I saw the pictures, and the yes. dude is doing it. He's out there completely in the buff. He's got shoes on, and that's it. But he's pushing a, a push mower in his backyard. What kind of fencing around the yard? That I'm not sure okay. of. Uh, the neighbor then filed a police report. Uh, forcing the school to move him to a non-teaching position. Uh, his name is Brian Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler was not charged with a crime, but is still fighting to teach again. The teachers' union says the punishment is too strict, but there, uh, they say the neighbor who exposed Wheeler has had a history of issues with him. Now, I'm not sure if the issue is that this guy's naked all the time in his backyard yeah. and he said something about it. If so, that might be something to be concerned about. But in a lot of these cases... And in and, and, and Florida in particular, I think there have been people that have just not gotten in trouble because it's their own property. They're on their property. And, yeah. and there, I, I, there's a case like if you're on your property and like your front lawn and you're exposed right. to right. passersby. But if in your backyard, you're There's a privacy fine. fence, like a decent sized fence. Like then a it's dog okay, fence. but I don't know. It's stupid, but still. <laughs> a woman was arrested after a man said uh, she got a couple of beers and did, quote, a stone-cold Steve Austin to him. <laughs> uh, the man also got locked after investigators said that he got in a physical confrontation with them and boasted of jujitsu training. The 23-year-old woman was arrested on a battery charge, and the 26-year-old man was arrested on charges of battery on an officer. Drew Jackie Chan on me. Resisting an officer with violence. So investigators said the man was uh, pinning the woman down in the garage. He wound up getting off of her before deputies said he got in a physical altercation with them. Uh, it, took, it took three... Is this Steve Austin's music? Yeah. Turn down a little bit, please. Thank you. All right, so anyhow... Uh, so it took three deputies and pepper spray to get the man into custody. The man told deputies he had argued with a woman and that she threw her phone at him, striking him in the throat. And he said she followed him, quote, 
took two beer cans and Steve Cole, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin my ass. Uh, Austin has a number of signature moves. He does. And it's not clear whether the woman is accused of using any of them in the incident. So they don't know in particular what that meant. Uh, the man said the woman went crazy, which forced him to pin her down until law enforcement officials arrived. But that's when the man actually attacked the police as well. And he, he should have countered with an iron sheet, Preston. That he was trained <laughs> in jiu-jitsu. Ooh, a camel clutch? Yeah. Ooh, okay. A basketball-sized grapefruit has brought two world records to a Louisiana couple. We right. finally have something. The giant citrus grew in the yard of Mary Beth and Doug Meyer of Slidell. Mary Beth, come here quickly. The, the Guinness Book of World Records says it's the world's heaviest and largest in circumference. Did they say Rydell or Slidell? Slidell. Okay. Uh, the, it weighed seven pounds. Uh, seven pounds, fourteen point six ounces, so almost an eight pound grapefruit. Size that's of huge. a basketball, you said. Exactly. So it measured twenty eight and three quarters inches around, and that's almost as big as an NBA basketball. Look, look at this. Look at that. That's the goddamnest thing I've ever seen. The grapefruit <laughs> was thirteen. What do you think it is? It's a it's a grapefruit, you idiot. It was thirteen point six ounces heavier. And one and a quarter inches bigger around than the 2006 record, which was set in Brazil. It's not a grapefruit too big. A state, ag- <laughs> state agriculture uh, and forestry commissioner Mike Strain presented a Guinness certificate to the couple Tuesday in Baton Rouge. His department provided the equipment for the official weighing and measuring in January. Did you come forward and receive your reward? <laughs> You, you, the two idiots at the end. <laughs> Me? So they, uh, they I won, won a major award. <laughs> yeah. All right, one last story. Uh, this is pretty wild. I saw the video footage of this. A huge torrent of water broke through a shopping center ceiling for smashing down onto a woman. It looks like a swimming pool was just dumped wow. on top of it. It was pretty wild. I'm surprised Whoa. she lived, to be honest. The unsuspecting shopper is swept away by the barrage of rainwater which had ripped through the mall's canvas roof during Typhoon uh, Bailu in China. The shocking footage shows the unnamed victim braced just seconds before the water hits her. She covers her ears, but the torrent crashes down on her head and sends her sliding out of control along the second floor of the shopping center during the incident. The main impact of the wave is on the second floor, but it also spills over to the first floor where a terrified father scrambles to rescue his son from a children's ride, uh, the woman and a second chopper were injured by the deluge, which was understood, like I said, to be caused by waterlogged canvas roof, which ripped under the strain of the heavy rain. So I don't know the extent of the injuries, but it's pretty freaky uh, footage. Yeah, we're watching it. Casey, oh did you see that? Lord. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. This ah. reminds me of that. Remember that footage of the um, the earthquake with the uh, rooftop pool sloshing? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild. And did you guys ever see the footage of that guy who was drunk? He was working the wave pool, and this might have been over in, in Asia somewhere. He was drunk, and he set the the wave pool yes. at the hardest, highest setting. Yeah, I mean, it was like a tsunami in like a water. Pack. How yeah. how? So it gets that it gets that bad when oh, cranked up very quickly. If you can too. find that, Somebody really, find yeah, this footage. Yeah. Why would they even have a setting like that? <laughs> I don't know, right. but it was you, you're like you can't believe it when you see it. Yeah, see if you can find that. It's a it's a wave pool mishap, or I don't know what you'd search on. What do you know? What country it was in, Casey? I, I think it was in Asia. The country hey, of it was Asia. In the country yeah. of Asia. Have you ever put it up to tsunami? Steve, yeah. Watch this. Watch this. 
We're, I'm sorry, we're oh. watching this video. That's insane. This gigantic wave. Wow. And he comes was through and rips right through these. Yeah, it was the, pretty well. Well, it worker. says the wave machine malfunctioned, Casey. Yeah, they. I had read that he was. Uh, he had been drinking too, so maybe okay. that Jesus. didn't help. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Put it on tsunami. Yeah. All right. Anyway, hey, we have uh, breaking news. What? Breaking news. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Gary Lauer's on the phone. Oh. Let's go to him. Hi, Gary. Hey, wow, do you sound fired up. That's good. I I truly miss my family. I love you guys, and I truly, truly, truly miss listening to you every morning, man. Are you okay? Everything's good? We were worried about, we we know that you, um, are you you currently employed? I am. uh, I'm on the injured reserve. I just got out of the hospital last Friday. What happened? I had three testicles. Shut up. (laughs) I swear to God, I had a a growth uh, on my right testicle. I had three of them. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost down to two of them now. Oh my God. Hang, hang on. Let, let me reel this back a second now. <laughs> Do you have three testicles or three growths? I, on had, your... I have two testicles, and I had a growth next to my right testicle. That, and that looked like a third testicle. Correct. So I always said, yeah, man, I, I, I'm out on IR. I had three, three, three nuts. So it was, <laughs> so did, so was it, was it a benign thing or did uh, you, what did you? It was called. It was a bacterial infection. Okay. And it's all. It's I'm getting all, turned on. Anybody else? It's all. It's all almost like healed, man. I got the strongest antibiotics in the world, man. All okay. right. I was sorry to hear that. All right. Yeah. Hey, it's Gary. Cool. Did you hear about that guy who dipped his balls in glitter? Uh, I, I have to take the fifth on that one. Okay. Kid. It was pretty nuts. <laughs> Hey, when can I come in next week? Can I visit my family? Can I come in one day next yeah, week? Monday. Yeah, yeah, you know Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. Tomorrow, Monday or tomorrow. I fine. tell you what. Why don't you let that bacteria uh, clear up in your nutsack, and then <laughs> and then we'll get you in here. But hey, yes, Gary, we can what, do that. I want to know what happened with the job, Gary. What happened with your job? Uh, I, I I just I just had enough, and I had to walk away. By I had to walk away from. Uh, I had to walk away. It was. It wasn't. Right Did you make the decision to walk away? I just had to walk away from it. All right. Well, well I, left, listen. I left. I left on good terms. I just walked away. Oh, you left on good terms uh, when you okay, were screaming good. about your girlfriend's <laughs> bleeding problem. She had surgery last week too, and she's on the IR also. It, so she's both, all right. We both got out of the hospital almost the same time. We both went in, and everything's good now. You both. You're you're on the you're on the good side. You're on the healing side. She's almost. She's almost over on the IR, and I'm almost off the IR. Okay. And so, work wise, and now are you currently back to looking for work? Uh, that's the next week, I'm all, I'll, I'll be at, uh, at the Sugar House Casino next week. Okay, doing what? <laughs> I'm going to get a job. Oh, oh. he's appearing as the Three Nuts Wonder. You're, you're going to go. You're going to go apply for a job. Yeah, I want to apply for a job there. I got some people that uh, would like me to apply for a job there. All right. Well, good luck. I did a lot of good networking with some good people. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. What are you doing? Hey, wait, Preston, yeah. I want to say how's, how's how's everything with your family and how you doing, sweet tea. That's you, kid. Who, who should go first here? You go first. Okay. <laughs> Everything with the family's great. How you doing, sweet tea? I'm doing great. Thanks, Gary. How's your family? How's Dennis? Good. Hey, All right. Can I come, come serious? Can I come in next week and say uh, hi to my family? Uh, I'm, what, everybody cool with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got Gary. Yes. Yeah, come on in, Gary. Yeah, Gary we're, we're, let's do a game or something. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Do, we'll do a game with you, all right? Thursday, if you guys are back from the holiday, and uh, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll rock it like we always do. Why yeah? don't you pencil us in? I'll be there Thursday, man. If you All right. Down. All right. We can't come and get you. You have to make your way here by yourself. Yeah, we'll get the mic from Dave's limo or something like that. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, we're sending a limo for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We'll do that, yeah. We'll do that for you, Gary. Yeah. Anyway, 
it's really blasting <laughs> anyway, on my face. Anyway, he's wrapping up. So. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> Instimation. What should I got to go now? I'm walking to Singapore in 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, Kate, uh, I'm, I'm talking to Fox Dallas in 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, well, yeah Thursday sounds good. <laughs> hey, Gary, when's your birthday again? 2864, young man. 28. Okay, so we got till February. Okay. Yep. You got right. something in mind? And, uh, I'll see you before, I'll see you before, I'll see you for the camp out. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yes. next Thursday. <laughs> That's in November, you knucklehead. No, you coming here. <laughs> Anyway, I'm I not saying the camp out's next <laughs> Thursday. I'm saying you're... Okay, never mind. Okay, and it's no, December, by the way. Thursday, but I'm saying after that, I'll probably see you for the camp Oh, you're saying, you're saying I'll see you later <laughs> after... <laughs> anyway. I'll see you after the next time we meet. Yeah. Later after that. I'll see you one time, but then I'll see you times after that. And then Happy New Year. Guys, have a great... Hey, uh, he's right. wrapping Keep us up now. We love you too, Gary. It's good Thank to hear you. We're glad to hear you're doing better. Yeah. And, and, uh, Thank you very much, guys. All right. Hey, All right. bring that third nut in a mason jar. See ya. Oh, my God. See ya. Walk away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you hear how fired up he was at the beginning yeah. there? Jesus. That's not what I expected to hear. No. No. I had three I testicles. Three te- <laughs> <laughs> you know, why are you in the hospital? I had three testicles. <laughs> Do you want to need to explain anything sure. about what that means, maybe? So, all right. Yeah, I'm working with Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, and look out, sugar ass. <laughs> Here comes Gary. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll have the lesson question in trash and music news when we return. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so it's just about 10.30, so we should move on to our lesson question for the day. And we have a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, The English Beat, and Angel Dust. It's Sunday, September 22nd. They'll be at the Man. Question that I have for you this morning is in Saudi Arabia, what do the kids love? 215-263. just do. WMMR. We're talking about a, uh, a theme park when uh, we found out the kids just love this in Saudi Arabia. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we will be doing the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University and their uh, test drive. It's from uh, September 9th through the 13th, and you'll experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. So sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, weight loss queen Jenny Craig plunking down $22 million on an 8,000-square-foot beachfront home in Del Mar, California. Craig says profits have never been better since she recently opened up a chain of Kit Kat factories. (laughs) Khloe Kardashian being mocked online after posting photos leaving an L.A. skin clinic with insanely plumped lips. Chloe says her lips are all her, adding that they're all her injected ass fat. <laughs> An online tabloid, NW.com, claiming that Hallie, Haley Baldwin has delayed her wedding plans to Justin Bieber because he has pimples. 
While many have called her on being superficial, Baldwin is doubling down saying she's the victim and now understands hashtag me too. <laughs> That's your Hollywood show. Alrighty, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, what do the kids love in Saudi Arabia? And I will go to John. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. All right, what do the, what do the kids love in Saudi Arabia? Steam. Steam. Oh, uh, they love it. You got it, John. Hang on. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, The English Beat, and Angel Dust. Sunday, May, uh, September 22nd at the Skyline Stage at the MAM. All winners this week will qualify for the grand prize, which is a guitar signed by the band. Some tickets remain uh, for the show at Ticketmaster.com, by the way. This is Suicidal Tendencies, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a cover of... Uh... Suicidal tendencies. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, brought to you by Temple Football and Temple Football Battles Bucknell on Saturday, August 31st at 3 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. And kids tickets on game day. Are only $10. Visit owlsticks.com for information. Let me take a look at something right here. Hang on. Uh, Let me have a look, see. Well, hang on. Nope. No? Uh, No. These stories all suck. (laughs) Really? So we are going to talk about back to school A to Z exclusively on Music News. How about that? Which we're very excited about. I am, and I I had four stories, but you know what? None of those are worth it. They're crap. Let's go to Chuck D'Amico. Hey! How's my family? How's my family? Assistant program director of WMMR, and most recently, and he doesn't know we're going to say this, celebrates his 25th year at WMMR. Five years he's been working here. Not even a jock. No, I started when I was four. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, fellas. You literally enrolled in college just to get an internship here. That's correct. Literally. 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 That's kind of like Pancake. Yeah. 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 He, he enrolled in uh, in school just to uh, to get an internship here. So. Yeah. Called the radio station. They said I said, I want to be an intern. They said, you got to be in school. I went to school. You know, had a, I enrolled in one class, and I said, can you sign this form for me? I want to go work at a radio station. And Don and Bailey hired me to do it. That's so, awesome, cool. man. Yeah, it was great. Let's talk A to Z. Cool. Um, bigger and better this year. Yeah, definitely bigger than last year. Um, you know, callers and jocks find some things that we leave out, you know, from year to year. Uh, we don't we don't pretend to think that it's every song ever written. You know, we'd be here for an awful long time, and there'd be an awful lot of turds in it if we did that, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we do try to aim for an end time. Um, but it's getting longer and longer every year. Um, so we're looking at probably about 11 days. This year. And there's a good reason, by the way, to end. Uh, and we're not going to say what it is, but there's a definite reason for being a little more definitive about this. But uh, the great thing is, is that um, this is, you know, this represents a um, there's no other station that could pull this off with this kind of would have the balls to pull this off in this manner. Right, or could push it past their bosses. Yeah, sure. yeah, right, right. And then yeah, everyone that's... signs off on it and they go, let's do it. Yeah. That's that's 11 days and not one single repeat the entire time. That's right. You will hear multiple versions of the same song, sometimes yep. by the same artist. It might be a live version after the original studio version. A lot of those live versions are from here. They happen right here in the studio or to Pierre Presents or something like that. Um, so, you know, that's the only kind of anything we get close to a repeat. 
Can I reveal something that delighted me? It's kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little sure. bit. About I know what this. you're going to say, but yeah. Yeah, so we start off with the, the numerals. We start off numerically and then eventually go into alphabetical. These are song titles, by the way. And so I, Chuck gave me the entire list of everything, all the songs. And there's how many? Close to 2,500 or over 2,500? Yeah, right around 2,500. 2, now, now, that is to start, by the way. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it will grow. And so uh, I'm scanning down the numbers, and I see in the left-hand column, I see 2112. And over to the right is the the uh, length of each song. So I scan over to the right, and I see 20, 20 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It's, the, it's a long version. Uh, so th- it's not going to count as, you know, Temples of the Syrinx. It's not going to count right. as uh, none of that. It's going to count that. You're going to play the whole damn album song. You're going to play it, play the whole thing. Dude, that's coming out swinging. And and I'll tell you, too. (laughs) It's amazing. The last song on page one is Alice's Restaurant. (coughs) Alice's Restaurant. It's it's part of the rock history. It's a big part of the radio station. You know, it's a big part of what Pierre does. It's an annual tradition, and it deserves to be in the A to Z. Supper's Ready is in there, right, from Genesis? It usually is. is. That's 22 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, But besides that, you know, what I love is also, and and it's the same thing, Preston, that we say with the... um, with your um, super question in the morning. The answer is your answer. And this is the list reconciled the way Chuck has chosen to reconcile. Used Excel, right. an Excel alphabetizing right. assistant, so, correct? So listen, I ain't no linguist, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of the alphabet according to me yeah. a little bit. Um, played with some of the numbers before we get into the letters. Um, you know, when you alphabetize things... You know, computers and things will do will do funny stuff with things like parentheses or right. periods and stuff like that. So I had to make some decisions on how it goes. And there's also song titles that you may have been blissfully unaware of have different titles than you think they do. Right, especially parenthetical stuff. Yes, or or the way that the artist presented the title. Right. For example, you know, one in, in the first ten or twelve songs, the song Forty by U2 has uh, quotes around it. Yeah. Um, I ignored the quotes. Okay. Or it would have been the very first song we play. Right. Um, you know, instead of that. I love so that So I put song. it in the order of 40. You know, Number 9 Dream um, by the Beatles has a, uh, a, a, I would call it a hashtag now. What, 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 ampersand. 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 No. 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 What Hash- do we used to call it? Oh, uh, oh man. The pound symbol. Pound, pound symbol. Yeah. Pound. Pound right. dog. Right. I ignored it. Okay. Uh, in, but in other places, I did acknowledge some of the punctuation when it was more iconic to the song title but when it was just annoying you were just as well yeah, not necessarily call. not necessarily because the one that the, the example that was made yesterday is right. satisfaction from the stones that's true we right. know it is satisfaction but it's actually called i, I can't, can't get, get no, no satisfaction, satisfaction. so right. that'll come in the eyes right i'm ignoring the parentheses and starting with the eyes. even though it's in parentheses okay right, right. So I had to make some calls on some of that stuff. I'm sure, you know, people that listen to this show, we were always impressed by the geniuses that listen to this show. All right. Um, so I'm sure there probably is like a uh, a real standard as far as how this should be done. But um, F you, I'm busy. I have a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, Bill Weston sat us all down. We had a staff meeting yesterday, yeah. and, and he flat out told us, listen, don't get caught up in people who may want to debate with you where a song belongs in this list because you know what? It's our list, yeah, and we can list it how we want to list it. So there may be some things that you that you call out, but like us, don't get caught up in it. Just enjoy the music and the fact that we've included these songs on the list. And you, know? you will. Yeah, I right. mean, honestly, and you've said it many times, Preston, for us here, the fact that we're going to play all this music without a repeat mm. and going for and it's it's from brand new to the to the oldest. It's 
it's yeah. it's it is a great um sort of um portrait of the station as a historical mm-hmm. station which is that what is we are just fun yeah. another yeah. footnote is that uh, you're also going to you're going to pair songs together that belong together like i believe Pretty Woman is not going to show up in the P's. It'll probably show up right after the uh, in the eyes after with the Intruder, Intruder right? right? Right. Songs that are sort of uh, have always been married together, even mm-hmm. though they're separate song titles. Um, but we always play them as a segue, and maybe the artist intended them that way. That's Eruption the way. into You Really Got Me, exactly. Trying to Catch Sunflower. I, I, I hate, I yeah, hate right. when you hear a song um, yeah, disconnected its, from yeah. its right. partner song. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So this begins, <clears throat> excuse me, 5 o'clock Jackson. Right. He's going to have that from the Backyard Broadcast that he's doing tomorrow. Right. And uh, also tonight, a special event taking place at midnight. Tonight at midnight, um, we'll have the entire new uh, Fear Inoculum album from Tool. And uh, we're going to debut it in the world. Brent Porsche is going to play the entire thing start to finish uninterrupted. Yeah. So here's the deal. If you do not, um, like I'm going down the shore. But I have the app on my phone, so I'll be able to listen to this pretty much anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So if you do not have the app yet, download it. It, it takes two seconds, and it's free. Yep. Also, you can enable your Alexa to do it as well. So And you yeah. can follow along on the website. Yes. Right. Follow along on the website for the recently played if you're interested in the whole list. You and who puts this together? Me. Pretty much me. I mean, I pass it through Bill a little bit. A lot of it is uh, influenced by what happened the year prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll keep lists of, oh, maybe we should have included that or people, a lot of people called for this. Um, so we'll incorporate that in there, too. But it's, yeah. it's kind of being built all the time. It, you know, I work on it for about three weeks. I go through it, um, you know, every single title to see if everything makes sense. Um, there are some what I would call chocolate chips in there, some really cool, fun surprises, the Sinatras and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know that that we've got history with and and are important to the radio station. By the way, in the in the day and age of of well researched and programmed radio, mm-hmm. which optimizes your um, listenership, yes, uh, and and what we we you never want to do in radio is give reason uh, a, a people a reason to tune out. Uh, we throw all that away uh, for the next week and a half, and we just dive right into playing the music and every single thing. And that's actually, that's taking a big risk, to be honest. Well, fortunately, judging by history, this goes over very well. It, it becomes an exciting thing. What I find I end up doing is it reminds me of things that I want to add to my collection, like yeah. songs mm-hmm. that I'd forgotten about and artists that I'd forgotten about. Well, that's why I asked Chuck for the entire printed yeah, yeah. catalog of it because I'm going to go through and find some personal things that I want to right, add to right. my collections. I'm not going to have time to listen to every single bit of it. Will this information be posted anywhere online? The uh, the list of songs. Yeah, while we're going, while it's going on, you can you can go to the website and look at the recently played. Okay, um, and I think that goes back about forty eight hours. I don't think it goes the entire list, but um, we'll look into maybe posting the whole thing for what we've done this year. Um, the reason we don't post it ahead of time because it does bob and weave a little bit. Things yeah. get added and, and stuff like that. So yeah, and somebody might forget a song. You know, it might actually <laughs> it, it's happened yeah. before where they've skipped over somebody, and that's just you know. It's human error. Live and local, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. We're really here doing it. So, yeah. All right. Great. Congratulations on 25 years thanks, here. Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. MMR Chuck D'Amico. And thanks for all the extra hard work. It does take a lot of work to put this all together. So, we're excited about it. And it is, is there any sponsor I need to mention by, uh, for uh, A to Z? Yes, there is. Okay, but you don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, Actually, the, Pierre remembered it yesterday in the meeting. Where's it's a Toyota the... place. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, let's not guess. It's Chico's Bell Bonds? Yes. yes. Uh, From uh, the uh, Badly Fair. There's no liner in here. Where is it? 
And where are those pictures I was supposed to see? Exton Nissan. Nissan. I was way off. What the f*** is this? Exton Nissan. Thank you guys, and I'm Couldn't sorry. Couldn't do it without you guys. I didn't have that committed to memory, but... Exton uh, Nissan. That would be correct. We so love you. Starts uh, tomorrow at 5. All right. Thank you, Chuck D'Amico. We're right, going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Letter of the day, word of the week, giving it away, and wrapping it up. We'll be right back. Best burger in all of Philadelphia. Taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot. Round one. Join 93.3 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday, September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants. Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology. Tickets on sale now. Get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com. Burger Brawl 2019. Let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I am. Uh, I was just thinking about more music and uh, A to Z and how much cool stuff. Uh, so it's exciting. Uh, it's coming up. Starts tomorrow. So that's uh, wonderful. Be a part of it. Be here for it. Don't miss it. Uh, we certainly won't. It's about no. 10.50 on this uh, Thursday morning. Feels like Friday for us. We do have a day off tomorrow, which means that we are going to be giving away our Word of the Week prize. In mere moments, I would like to thank uh, Chef Brian Duffy yeah. for stopping by this morning. Brian's a great guy. He is. Uh, knows what he's doing, and he has a show that is on uh, Food Network, and it's called Opening Night, and it debuts on Sunday. And if it does well, they'll pick up more episodes of it. So uh, if you want to support a local guy, then uh, definitely tune in and watch. Uh, really nice guy, great chef, uh, and uh, it was cool to have him come by today. So uh, he was our lone guest of the day. And thank you for letting me play uh, the game earlier, which was... It's time for <laughs> rock trivia game that no one would play with him. Yeah! <laughs> I play it just to hear the <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I just like the yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was fun to play this morning. Pierre Robert is indeed here. Hey, man. Good day. Nice to see you. And you. Um, I was wondering about the A to Z. I had like a technical yeah. question. Like you guys mentioned Pretty Woman, which is technically Oh, Pretty Woman. Mm. But so um, I'm wondering, so would would we, we would hear the intruder Pretty Woman under I, mm-hmm. but the Oh, Pretty Woman under O. No, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it'll be played again. I think it's going to no, be. No, well, it's still, I'm. Roy Orbison's original version right. is yeah. Oh, Pretty Woman. Right. Van Halen titles there is just Pretty Woman. Right. So, in other words, the Van Halen version would not be back-to-back to the Roy Orbison version. Um, Probably not. These no. These are the things yeah. I lose sleep over. Yeah, I don't know. But I know, we're like Chuck said, we're going to play Intruder directly into right. Pretty Woman. So that it's good. Jet's just going to be in the eyes. Right. But if we weren't playing Intruder, then, yeah, I'm not really sure. No, I mean I knew we were playing Intruder. I'm never mind. <laughs> well, like look, like the Struts are at they'll they'll be in a in the um... no they play uh, uh, dance and I yeah know. so you're gonna get you're gonna get back to back but that's it, and that's both ah what the ah hell yeah it's gonna be swell yeah it will be swell um, you're yeah. Pierre Robert I know your name <laughs> <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know that one yeah so it's gonna be swell a great weekend is in store for you guys you're off. And I'm flying into a hurricane. Yeah. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to go see the Stones on uh, Saturday night in wow. Miami. 
just about the time the hurricane is supposed no to. No way. Well, Mick already talked about filling his pockets with pebbles just to keep them weighted down. <laughs> this will be uh, the one time that Pierre it will actually be right on time for his yeah, flight because yeah. it'll be delayed because of the hurricane. But by the time he gets there, it'll be right at the time that you'll be flying out probably. Um, well, I have I have planned to return f- Monday afternoon. Um, the I just heard from uh, members uh, who work for the band. The show is on. So um, the hurricane, or what remnants of it, if it even hits Florida, will happen more Sunday uh, into Monday. It is sort of skirting it, as they say. It's not going to womp it. So you might be fine. I would like a skirt. Yeah, instead of a womp. Yeah. A womping and a womping. A womping and a womping. A a hooting and a hollering. All right. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get that letter out of you. Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. K as in Kellogg's Special K. All right, and we'll just take caller number three. How about that? We haven't done a low number like that in a while. 215-263-WMMR. See if you can identify the word of the week, and then we have a prize if you can indeed get that correct. Uh, so what's uh, the plan for today, ma'am? Well, we'll have uh, tickets for Zach Brown Band. We've got Outlaw tickets with Willie Nelson and Bonnie Raitt and Government Mule coming to the man. Uh, more rancid and uh, uh, suicidal tendencies, Pennywise uh, tickets at the man also. And Workforce Blocks of Green Day and Bruce and Cake. We will have some cake and cut it too. Nice. And eat it too. Can I ask you a rock trivia question? You can. You did really good with those, by the way. Let me just Uh, randomly pull one out here. The first couple were really easy, but there were some tougher ones in there. Oh, okay. How about this? No, this this will forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get this. What band appeared in the 1994 live action film The Flintstones as the BC 52s? Oh, that's dumb. It's, It's too easy. Yeah. That was Twisted Sister. <laughs> <laughs> He's correct. No, it was the B-52s, of course. Uh, all right, how about this? Um, who was a member of both the Dream Syndicate and the Velvet Underground? Uh, Lou Reed? No. No, wait, don't tell me. Okay. Um, Lou Reed? No. No? Uh, Nico? No. I don't know much about uh, Velvet Underground. Uh, uh, John, what's his name? Mellencamp? No. no. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I forget his last name. No. No. He was a member of the Velvet Underground, John Carradine. Hey. John Carradine, the famous actor from yes, Grapes John of Wrath? John Carradine uh, and uh, John Smith. I okay. don't, I can't remember. Kale. Yes, John, John Kale. Kale. Yeah. That's it, of I course. Eat Kale every night. Yeah, you were, you were right there. Which British prog rock pioneers used elements of Brahms' Fourth Symphony in E minor on their album Fragile in 1972? Yes. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get one straight up absolute yes That's me, straight up. Yeah, man. Straight up Robert. That's That's what they call you. S-O-R. I mean, (laughs) S-U-R. Sore. Sir. 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 Straight up Robert, mother effer. Sports up. All right, let me go to... Straight uh, up. I heard sports up the other day as a legitimate... We yeah, we did hear it, and we both said that's Pierre. It was, they, they the, it, was the, it was at the Beasley Awards. Yes, it was. And was it missing LA? That I, no, no. I think it was. A, I think it was a name of a radio station in our chain called uh, sports, sports Up. up. Yeah, I want a commission. You yeah. want to commit? You, I made that. You deserve it. <laughs> uh, let me go to call number three. It's Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? 
Hey, Kenny, where'd you get that hat? Yeah. <laughs> That's none of your business. Mike, what is our word of the week? It is Hank. Hank. Great day in the morning. Tis correct. All right, Mike, for you, we have a four-pack of tickets every single regular season Temple football home game this year. So congratulations, buddy, okay? All right, thanks. All right, hang on, Mike. And don't forget Temple football battles Bucknell this Saturday. Uh, 3 p.m. Lincoln Financial Field and kids' tickets on game day are only $10. You can visit owlsticks.com uh, for tickets and information. I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wispis. Wispis! Uh, who wants you to know we stand for services. WSFS, Wispis. Uh, and um, City Auto Park. Stop by today for their customer appreciation event. You can visit DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. Next week on our program, talking with our buddy Robert Irvine. And Casey was telling me that we do have lots of cool giveaways in store for next week, including tickets to the Philadelphia Eagles home opener. Oh, not too shabby. All right, so that's it. We're done. Rage on. We're off tomorrow, off on Monday. Be back on Tuesday. Have a safe holiday weekend, and we'll see you, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Oh, no. I'm stuck in traffic, and I got to poop. Casey boy, where are you? Next message. Woke up on Thursday and I'll have lunch for the week. Woo! Happy Labor Day, bitches! Next message. Uh, that is all. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.